All right, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. I want to do a quick plug for a friend. That would be Dale Holmes at Dale Holmes Racing on Instagram. Dale does so many amazing things day to day life between the Haro development team and his YMCA programs, as well as the High Low podcast, which is which is really awesome. It's a racing based podcast that I've really gravitated toward because I preferred the long form interview style of podcasting. That's uh, it's always been my my interest. So uh, so many good podcasts out there, uh, but Dale does a great one with the high low. So if you didn't catch its most recent one, it was with Craig Reynolds, and it's awesome. But the big news with Dale that I wanted to share as a friend, this is not a paid announcement. There's no need for that. Uh, I just wanted to to uh, really show some appreciation for the, the ingenuity and just being a guy that doesn't mind taking some risks. So he started a clothing company called DivideBrand.com, or I should say it is called Divide. It's just the letter D and then V-I-D-E. So Divide Clothing Brand. So you can definitely check him out, like I said, at DivideBrand.com. But uh, as soon as I saw that he did it, uh, started it, I should say, I jumped on and, and bought a couple things from him uh, because I love to support people that are in the sport and doing good things. So... I got this cool Unity hoodie, it's called. Uh, it's nice and warm, I'm wearing it right now while I'm editing. And also, uh, warm up, uh, I bought a warm up beanie from him, which is uh, when you when you have the amount of hair that I have, uh, you definitely have to wear a beanie. And it's proven to be super warm, and I appreciate it. So he also has lots of other things, jackets, snapback hats, t-shirts, stickers, all kinds of great stuff. So anyway, check him out. I also want to thank uh, Nuno Oliveira of, of Odyssey and the related brands of Odyssey. He, on his own time, takes care of the graphic work. So I have a cool looking podcast announcement that I post up on Grounded 2000 on Instagram and uh, on Facebook when I remember to do it because uh, man, I just do a lot more on, on Instagram than I do on Facebook so anyway, thank you Nuno it's, uh, it's a big help and, and I wanted to thank Brian Irochi who is holding down the fort with the website. He, pretty much everything you read, he does. He gets the podcast linked every week and it's just a time saver for me and I just can't explain how cool it is to have people help me with this project and like I've said before, a real community effort. Thank you guys. Uh, oh, and by the way, Brian Irochi works for uh, Roll Bicycles, R-O-L-L. -L. So check them out. It's a it's a pretty cool deal. And um, 
again, these, these guys do all the stuff that they do for me on the side on their own time. Uh, so I, I really appreciate it because, um, there's, there's not money in podcasting. It's, it's, you do it because of the, for the love of it. So, uh, so anyway, thank you to Chad Powers and Steve Crandall of FBM and Profile, Matt Copeland, for putting on the jam where this was recorded. I want to remind you to watch for the podcast announcement on the Powers Bike Shop Instagram, uh, as Chad has been doing for the past bunch of episodes. Chad does a giveaway for each episode. All you have to do is hit the like button when you see the podcast announcement pop up on his Instagram and tag a friend. That's all you have to do. So uh, it would be cool if you listened to the podcast as well. But uh, I don't worry about that because anyone that's into what he does is more than likely into what I do and, uh, and you're listening anyhow. So thank you, Chad, and thank you for supporting the show, sponsoring the show, and just being a great all-around guy. Before I wrap up the intro, I wanted to mention a couple people that uh, have made some helpful donations to the podcast through the bmxinourblood.com. I wanted to thank Justin Johnson from Massachusetts. I very much appreciate the donation. It's super nice of you, and it certainly helps the podcast. So along with Justin, Mike Drake down on Long Island, who does a ton of good things for for the local BMX scene down there. Thank you, Mike and Justin. Very generous of you and much appreciated. Helps this thing keep moving along with the Powers sponsorship of the show. If anyone else wants to get involved or just do a do a donation as, as Justin and Mike have done, then just hop on the website, thebmxinourblood.com and either donate or you can also purchase. I have shirts that are up on that website and I just got a couple long sleeve shirts at the recommendation of a follower. So uh so I have long sleeve black t shirts that uh I only have two sizes of those, just large and extra large. I also have t shirts in small, medium large, extra large, and a couple double XLs. So go on the website for that if you're interested. That's about it. Let's get to it. Let's get to listening to Chad Powers of powersbikeshop.com. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Oh, yeah. Some guy came in yesterday, and uh, I mean, he's a loyal customer to Circuit, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he was like, I was going to a mountain bike race, and my buddy was this listening to BMX in your blood, and then, yeah. um, and then I started listening to it, and then he's like, I went to a, he went to Circuit and bought just an entry level BMX bike, and then now he ordered a custom FBM twenty two. Really yeah, nice within the last like eight months. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. We are definitely. It's it's funny to say. It, I don't know if we're in FBM country. Or if New England is FBM country, yeah. I, I'd say it's pretty split because yeah. there's a lot of FBM in the Northeast. Yeah, which is awesome. A lot. And, and you guys have a lot around here. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of standards too. 
which is cool. Like it, that's I true think, too. I think that's I think more your down your. I could be wrong. But. In Long Island, there is. I know when I went out to Still, huh? Kiko's, there was like a ton of dudes on on standards. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think it's more so like New England, like this part of the East Coast is like just American made. Yeah, I yeah. Think it, I I like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone loves American made when it's possible. So it's. Um, you know the drill there because <laughs> you own a shop so you, you got it down but so anyway welcome to the BMX in our blood I'm Thanks. here with Chad Powers thank you I'm stoked yeah absolutely yeah, there's a craziness going on outside yeah with uh, with the annual DIY world championships they call you guys yeah. call them right yeah just we kind of do this every year we've done we usually do we didn't do one in the spring this year but we usually do one in the spring and fall yeah and we have ever since I've been here Really? Yeah. Right. Let's get into that. Uh, the shop history. Like, how long have you been in business? Um, when did you first start I doing this? I got my like... first business permit in August of 2004. Oh, and that's uh, I started. I saved up a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars, and then um, my parents bought me a little six by twelve trailer, and um, I would buy buy inventory, go to races, come home on Monday, buy however much money I spent in more inventory, uh-uh. and go to like a skate park on Tuesday, and then, you know, go to race on Saturday and then come back Monday and buy as much inventory as I really? as I had. Yeah, as much whatever money I had. I had it I had it down to where like I mean a normal accountant would have it down, mm-hmm. like to where I would know I needed this much in gas yeah. to be able to go to these skate parks and these yeah. races. Right. And then I would spend almost to the penny and that much whatever I had left in inventory. Right, right. Yeah, which That's is a, crazy to me to think about. So smart because uh, building up your inventory slowly like that is a heck of a lot easier than owing a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. What's, once, it's you know? crazy. I mean, if, when you walk around here, I mean, everything in this building is paid for. Yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah. And you obviously broke the five-year uh Mark, yeah. everyone knows like five years, you're yeah. good. Same in my business. If you yeah. make it five years, you're good. I think it's any small business is yeah. that three to five year window of yeah. failure. So. Right, right. Um, so you set yourself up for success, really, it sounds like, because you built your inventory to the point where you don't owe anyone. Yeah. So it, Which is good. But um, what about when they do, uh, I don't want to get too off track from the beginning, the history of the business, but do you do, uh, are there like certain times of the year where there's like a buy-in and you... And yeah. You do and you do yeah, that. There like is. You stock um, up with yeah, for like the fly racing, mm-hmm. um, when they do the new new stuff, I I usually do turns on that. Oh. Um, but other than that, like if I can't afford it, I don't I don't buy it. Probably a good <laughs> rule for anyone listening. You know, coming from yeah. you know I'm the 48 year old and you're 30 Five. 35. Yeah. Gosh, you you started learning your lessons early then. You, your parents must have had some good impact on um, you, or or did they? Yeah, my parents. My I mean, my mom and dad are here working right now. Yeah, like, just my mom's mom. running the like she's signing everybody in, and my dad's mm-hmm. in charge of the parking. Oh, and like, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, Otherwise, I would have gotten kicked out because I left my van there forever. Yeah, because I was talking with people. <laughs> I was only supposed to unload, but he was nice about it. He could yeah, easily just say, "Hey, beat it, kid." Um, <laughs> yeah, he, they were like. They let me work out of my dad's garage. Like, mm-hmm. my dad has a two-bay garage at his house, and, like, um, basically he just stopped using it to let me use it for a bike shop. Wow. And then, um, like, every so often, like, I would... I guess we can go back further. I started working at a bike shop when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, the shop in Manassas, um, mm-hmm. which was close to us, was about eight miles from where I lived. I'd ride my bike there, work, yeah. you know, ride to the trails, wow. ride home. Yeah. Um, you know, and then race on the weekends kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, 
so I worked there up until I was maybe 18 um, and then went to work at a high-end road bike shop in, in DC called uh -huh. Revolution Cycles uh -huh. and you know I learned I learned a lot of mechanic stuff from from that working at that high-end shop and um, I was ended up being the service manager there uh -huh. and um, they transferred me to another store and during that same period is when I started Powers Bike Shop. Oh, okay. Um, but they were just a strictly high-end mm -hmm. road bike mountain bike shop. Yeah. So, like, we never, like, none of our businesses crossed paths. Sure. And um, one day I just walked in. I was probably, so I started the shop when I was 20. Mm -hmm. And I was probably 22, 23. Okay. And I walked in and um, the all three owners were at the store in Stafford. I was like, that's kind of weird. And um, so I like, started doing all my normal stuff. And then they called me into their office and they had my Powers Bike Shop website or an article about Powers Bike Shop up. Uh, okay. And they're like, Chad, what's this? And I was like, well, I, then I told them. And they're like, well, we can't have that here. And I got fired on the spot. Really? And, uh, so Even like, though you didn't overlap. Yeah, yeah. And I told them they knew it, but they were doing this like weird Trek concept thing and like how Trek has all these yeah. concept stores now. So they were like, we didn't want like, they're like, we don't want Trek to find out about this and think we're trying to do backdoor business. Sure. So, like, yeah. I mean, it was cool. We were professional. We, like, shook hands, left. Like, yeah. No bad words, nothing. Sure. Um, and I'm sure if I, I'm sure if I see him again, you know, it'd be cordial, yeah. kind of, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, from that point, when I walked out of there, I was like, man, I'm going to try Powers Bike Shop full time. Yeah, right. And, um, so at that point, I was even going, taking that trailer to skate parks, taking that little trailer to people's houses and repairing their mountain bikes. And really? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was that. And then whenever, like, I didn't really have anything to do, my uncle would let me work as a as carpenter with him. Oh, nice. So I would do like like he did um, like trim the whole, like trim stuff and doors, whatever it's called. All the finished carpentry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd help him, and he'd pay me, and same thing, everything I would get from that, just buy more yeah. inventory. Yeah. You know, buy more inventory. So, um, you know, just grew and grew and grew, and then. Pretty much when I was maybe 25, 26, I told yeah. my uncle, I was like, man, like, I can't help you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, I, I help you when I can, but I just can't do it anymore. And then I went and set up at my first national in, two, in 2000, let's see, so I was probably 26, so whatever year that would be. Yeah. Um, so maybe 2010, mm -hmm. it was a national at Tanglewood, Florida. Okay. NBL National. I had no clue what I was doing. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. first national, I had, like, some weird pop-up tents that my, my dad made. Um, he would, uh... Yo, back up, Get it, pedals! You know how I feel about this. <laughs> Anyone's, anyone can come and go out of the conversation totally. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Matt Copeland rules. Yep. Matt Copeland yeah. definitely Pro rules. Profile's been with Powers Bike Shop since the very beginning. Yeah. Which is awesome. They fully supported us and mm -hmm. our race team and everything that we do. So yeah, I could see that yeah. on the racing side too, for sure. Because profile on uh, is still pretty relevant in racing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's um for like crank sets out there. The regular racing cranks are I don't want to say they're the one of the, the less DX's expensive. Oh, okay. Cranks, right. but they're you know they're so great. I ride them in all my bikes. Bye, Matt. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they have their lead cranks, their mm -hmm. lead hubs. Like we yeah. run all profile stuff on our bikes, so right. Um, yeah, uh, like, for the national team, yeah, or for the your yeah my race team. Well, and by the way, you sponsor team as well. Yep. <laughs> so that's like a, a shop team. Do you do you enter team competition? Yeah, we have. Um, I don't know if you saw the dude cooking this morning. 
he was a, he's a factory team manager. Oh, so we have a factory okay. team and we have a bike shop team. You're both. Yeah. Um, the factory oh. team is like fully, almost pretty much fully funded. Yeah. Um, we race the GT frames and profile parts and mm-hmm. box stuff. And oh, um, so that stuff's all pretty much funded for us. Yeah. And then the bike shop team is like all like co-sponsor stuff. Sure. Which is cool. Yeah. So it's, they're both just like a big family. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know. Yeah. Very important to me. Right, right. <laughs> Are nationals, uh, do you do well at nationals vending? Yeah. Yeah, and that, we're, we're always super busy, and um, the Most, shop's known for wheels, so we build wheels on the spot. I've seen races. it. <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've talked to you while you're doing yep. it. Um, but, yeah, we had like a two-hour conversation that night when we were building wheels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's crazy, and, and I, I've heard that you are a fast wheel builder. In fact... I watched a, you did a Facebook Live while you were building a set of wheels. Yeah. And I watched that one back and uh, I just, you're not, you're hardly even looking at the wheels. <laughs> yeah. But you're building this perfect set of wheels. <laughs> what do you have it down to for, for regular BMX wheels? I guess if I'm like here by myself and I want to like rush through it, mm-hmm. I can um, pretty much cut the spokes to yeah. length and then build both wheels. Okay. Start to finish in about 40 minutes. In about 40 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of. Take that, Mark Zalewski. Yeah. I'm just kidding, buddy. He, uh, <laughs> Where you at, Turbo? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, Turbo but, from Albies, let's go. <laughs> right, right. Oh, is he another wheel builder? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's fast, too. Mark is amazing because he, he oh, does it in between Mark. stuff. Yeah. Like he's, he's up wicked early in the morning or he goes to bed early in the yeah. morning. I don't know which it is. All I know is <laughs> like you'll see activity on, on social media from him at as early as yeah. four in the morning it's crazy and i don't know if that's when like i said when he's starting or finishing you yeah know, sometimes like i mean of course any mm-hmm. business owner never stops working no so like no. you know i'll message like people will hit me up on facebook at like nine ten at night yeah. like hey do you have the tnt rims and like i won't so i'll message mark and mark uh-huh. will message me back in like 30 minutes at like eleven thirty at night yeah. and i'm like all right mark i'll yeah. let the customer know tomorrow oh, like I usually, I usually, if I send a message after hours, I'm usually like, let me know tomorrow yes. if you have this. Yeah, yeah. Like, no uh, pressure to answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. So I do, like, I mean, man, I get phone calls sometimes at midnight yeah. or like six in the morning. People mm-hmm. are calling me about BMX stuff. And I'm like, yeah. God, I'm like, I'm sleeping. Like, yeah. I don't wake up this early. Never. But at least you know. Well, yeah, it's got to be tough because I, I'm sure the urge is, since you're a business owner, the urge is to keep people happy and answer yeah. right away. Yeah. Whereas... Maybe they don't even need an answer right away, but I would imagine like any business, if you don't catch them right then when they're interested, exactly. you might lose them, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that's no, the way pretty, it is. Pretty much. Um, I mean, I have a lot of good, we have a lot of good customers that um, will be like, all right, like, you know, I need you to order this for me. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you know, the shop right next door at the race has it. Like you can have now. He's like, I don't care. Like yeah. I'll even pay for shipping for mm-hmm. you to order it for me. Yeah. He's like, I just would rather shop here kind of things. Like, on the national scene, uh, is it just you and JNR nowadays? Uh, yeah, us JNR. Um, there's a shop out in California, Tangent Tangent Products, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Rider Pro Shop. Um, okay. There's one in Minnesota called Full Tilt. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a couple other dudes like Northwest BMX, mm-hmm. um, Power Cycles in Florida. Oh, they totally okay. ripped my name off. Kind of they opened my logo. It afterwards. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. man. Kind of the same logo too. Like oh there's a sprocket, gosh. and then they have like a bars in their logo. Uh, like <laughs> wow. I'm gonna send this to Will and tell him I called him out on it. That's gotta be tricky because uh, to to a first time buyer, they may we think they're on the right 
yeah. site like they intend on shopping from you, but yeah. or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It yeah. does go both ways. I had um, at the race just now in Sarasota. I had a mm-hmm. bunch of people text me one night mm-hmm. and ask me if I had these parts. I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then they're like, where are you set up at? We went into the power cycles. We thought it was you. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're not even at the race. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have to settle that somehow. Yeah, I mean, me and Will, I mean, we get along. We're cool. Yeah, yeah. So. It seems like you are. Like, you do get along with everyone that yeah. you compete with. I try seems. to because, in the end, like rather than us battling for Joe's business, mm-hmm. I would much rather Joe be mm-hmm. stoked on BMX wherever he goes. Because that helps everybody. Because it helps everybody. Yeah. So, like, you know, if I get somebody that calls me from. You know, up in New England, like near near um, Circuit. Right. Like, oh, did Vic not have it? You know, did you check with Vic? Like, yeah. you know, most of the time I ask that yeah. and make sure. Yeah. And then I go ahead and Andy in in New Jersey at Chippendale Bikes. Oh yeah, Andy uh, Curry. Yeah, right. he doesn't do he doesn't do nationals, but he does a lot of re- like regionals and yeah. cups and stuff. So yeah. yeah, same thing. Like if there's somebody in New Jersey, I'm like, oh, Andy didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, that's pretty good of you because I'm. I'm that's not typical a, business. A, there's no agreement to do that. Yeah. I mean, that could end up being, at times, one way. You're helping them. Maybe I'm you're not sure. getting help back. I don't, I don't care, like, because... I mean, I guess I care. I shouldn't say that. You know, if they didn't even know about Vic, mm-hmm. and they're in Vic's local scene, yeah. like, then they know about the local shop now. Yes. Now they can meet new friends, you know. Mm-hmm. They can know about the jams, like, stuff like that. Right. So, it, right. in the end, and then hopefully that dude will tell another friend, and that dude will mm-hmm. tell another friend, and BMX yeah. grows. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> and yeah, this is totally about you. Me living up that way, he does very similar, him and Kara do very similar things to what you do, where they, they put on events, get yeah. people involved, you know, they're active in the scene. Yeah. I can't, I like that you're like immersed in the whole thing. Like yeah. you, you just came back from, from jumping in one of the contests <laughs> that that Crandall has going right now and which was awesome and Wes was jumping too yeah Wes too yeah. and I'm like um, by the way you guys look like brothers uh, dude I get that all. dude Wes will be at somewhere at like a swap meet or a race somewhere and he gets hey Chad what's going on all the time that, that screwed with me today I'm like wait a minute I think that's Chad but he looks taller today yeah. you know it, it's, anyway so he's a good dude also and Tony from Mudslingers I don't know if you know Tony I have not met he, him yeah very good things so. yeah he rules too he works for me at Grand's oh okay um, and yeah same thing just another super cool BMX shop and, yeah I think it's near Chicago because they, yeah. they advertise uh, on uh, Rail to Berm yep so they do a real good job at that Rail to Berm does explaining he was supposed, where he was he's supposed to be here oh yeah yeah but he was a sissy I guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he came he, last year yeah he, he, pulled, he brought like 14 dudes in a van last year which was awesome yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, he could have he, he could have hooked up with uh, who drove here alone and he. Wes drove here alone this. That's day. who it was. Yep. It was Wes, and he, yeah. he he put the call out. Hey, I'm yeah. going. Everything's yep. covered. <laughs> I just free ride in the hotel, with. and nobody took him up for it. I'm like, you guys yeah. crazy? You know, and everyone knows <laughs> as this event builds and builds, you know, you don't want to miss it. You know, so it's a it's a really cool yeah. thing. And by the way, if you need to do anything, oh in no, between, no no no. Don't even don't my, uh, don't sweat it. My girlfriend just sent me a picture of us doing the interview from oh, being no a creep way. over there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You have to um, you have to share that with All me. All right. Were you a rider before you started the before you started investing yeah. in the in starting your shop? Yeah, I um, I started riding a dude in my school. Uh, his name was Josh Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, you have a you have a BMX bike, and I was like, I think I do. And um, yeah. at that time, I had 
that GT Pro Series that's hanging up right there. We didn't, like, I was, it's out right outside the door. Outside, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I never knew what BMX bikes was or, yeah. like, bikes really in general. Mm-hmm. Like, but me and my dad would go to police auctions and oh. he would buy, like, truck fulls of bikes for, like, $30. What? Like, confiscated bikes, yeah. You and, can do that? Yeah. Or could back then? Yeah. Do they still do it? In the 90s. No, it's all online now. Okay. Um, like but, that. yeah, you used to, like, they would have, like, a lot of bikes and, yeah. you know, eight bikes here. And, like, my dad would be, like, $4 and they would sell them to him. Yeah, it's cr- it crazy. Yeah, we had they a, just wanted to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and um, we had a shed probably the size of this office, maybe mm-hmm. that like I just had bikes in there and I would take them apart, I'd put them back together, and I'd like try and do this, and I try to build wheels and like all this crazy stuff. I'd put like twenty inch wheels on like mountain bikes and like yeah. big like just build weird stuff. You know, when you're ten, eleven years old. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, so like that guy Josh was like, "Hey, you ride BMX?" And I was like, "I think I have a BMX bike." So like, yeah, I went to his um, house, which was in Woodbridge, and mm-hmm. I lived in Noakesville, so okay. it was like on the other end of the county. So I went there for the weekend. We, mm-hmm. I took my BMX bike, and we went out to the Capitol Trails, oh, okay. which were Robbie Miranda's trails in Woodbridge. I heard and, about that um, on a recent interview because uh, actually Rail the Berm. They interviewed uh, Robbie Miranda. Oh, I heard. I need to listen to that. Yeah, to it, they did a really good job. Uh, they he told a lot about Virginia and, yeah. and just how he's been around but anyway uh, I, I did hear that he rode around yeah he grew up in Woodbridge yeah and everything and uh, like so I went out there and I was like what like I just knew like boards with right. like bricks under them like and I would jump my sister yeah, like, in the yeah, driveway yeah, yeah. and I was like what is this like landings like yeah. I had no clue what any of this stuff was and then so I spent like the weekend at these jumps with my friend Josh and uh-huh. you know, ride not no not even a clue of what to do. Yeah. And then the following weekend I convinced my mom to yeah. let me go to Bud's Creek, Maryland with him to a race. Whoa. And the track was inside the motocross track. No way. Yeah. And um is the like thinking back now, like that track was re- like insane. Yeah, yeah. Because the hill was like so steep. Mm-hmm. And it was straight down the side of this. Um, there's Henry Henry Hill that comes this way, mm-hmm. and then whatever comes this way. So it was like straight down that hill. So you came out of the gate. There's one big step up, and then straight down into this giant berm. Sure. And on the back of the berm was a pond. Yeah. And like dudes, all, every single weekend, straight over the berm into the pond. Like it was a thing. And um, and then the track like was like a U mm-hmm. like like two U's and then the finish line was inside the second berm oh wow. so like you had to stop at the finish line wait for the next moto to clear to cross the track like <laughs> the track would never be okay these days oh, and like um in the third turn well the turn, third turn was a big step up that went up this hill yeah yeah and then like you had to pedal around the slat berm on the top of the hill yeah. and then drop down yeah yeah like, it, was right. aw- it was an awesome track but nowadays I'm like oh my god yeah it'd be insane to race oh but, uh, definitely definitely I had a uh, I, I just did I interviewed Keith Mullion on Wednesday and um, he I was having him tell me about a track he raced in Connecticut and you probably heard if you're into car racing at all you've heard of Lime Rock in okay. Connecticut they do it looks like a Formula racetrack like it's you know curves all over there's a bridge and over under bridge okay. there's all kinds of stuff but you can go do like Skip Barber racing school deals Anyway, back in 81, when Keith started, he raced, they had a BMX track on the inside of the, of the car racing track. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I've seen pictures of it lately, and uh, and he said he actually got a video of it from someone, I believe. Someone posted it online or something. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So he had Lime Rock, and then I, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I raced, you know, Southwick Motocross. Okay. Yeah. Where they have an outdoor, they mm-hmm. have the Outdoor Nationals. Yeah. I raced a track that was only open for one year that was Southwick. It was inside of the motocross track. And just like you're talking about, and everyone knows that anyone that's into motocross knows that Southwick is all sand. Yeah. So The BMX um, track was the same? BMX track was the exact same. (laughs) But I I won't go on on that because uh, we covered it pretty good in in Keats. But it was so wild. Like, people, I don't think, would ever even believe you if if you told them. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, Bud's Creek. Yeah, like, um, no way. And as soon as my dad got, like, sucked into it, you Uh know, our whole family got sucked into it, my dad was the guy that the gate would fall, and he'd have to be the guy, pick it back up, attach it to the magnet. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many good dad stories. Yeah. All around the, is focused all around the gate. Yeah. Like, the gate is where the dads were were helping out. Crazy, like, I was looking through my mom's, one of her scrapbooks, Mm -hmm. and um, there's some pictures of, like, me, like, just in staging or, like, on the hill. Yeah. And there's baby Brad Sims. No way. Yep. (laughs) That's right, because he's from the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, he's from Southern Maryland, and oh, like his cousin okay. Mark Thompson, his cousin Ernie Miner, um, I, I think they're cousins. Yeah, um, yeah. Phil Donnell, if you know Phil, of course, like him. Um, the scariest guy I've ever raced. Right, <laughs> but he was so strong and yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all those dudes would race at, at Bud's mm-hmm. Creek, and I didn't know who they were, but yeah. I do now. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so which is cool, like seeing where Brad Sims is now. Sure, which is cool. Sure. Yeah, man. So you, uh, do you race occasionally? Do you still hold a yeah. license? Um, well, as the shop got busier, my racing career stopped. Oh, of course. Um, but locally, so do you ever I was, I was probably like 25, 26, and I completely basically stopped. Yeah, and then yeah. um, just this year, I got a membership, and I've raced um, every local race I've been to this year. Really? Yeah. Right here at Richmond? Um, no, any local race. Like, basically any race besides a national. Oh, like how many tracks are there in Virginia that you're? There's five in Virginia. Okay. Um, four in Maryland. Oh. Um, Delaware, Pennsylvania. That's all easily reachable. Well, yeah. Pennsylvania is not as easy, but yeah. pretty well reachable. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing a lot of locals. Yeah. Wow, good for Virginia you. Virginia State champ, baby. Yeah, I think you, I think you were putting that in someone's face the other day or yep. the other week. Oh, I'm God, the only one like, in my class, but nobody needs to know that. Nobody <laughs> needs to know that at all because I got number one 46 and over X. Yep, or, no, whatever it is. Yeah, it was 46 and over um, at my track, and it's because yeah. there weren't any other. I never raced other experts my age. It was it was oh, always man. like me mixed with the yeah. other kids. So anyway, yeah, it was number one. <laughs> that was track champion. That I got a uh, whole box. There's going to be a lot of this during this interview. <laughs> like, I got it somewhere. Um, if there's something around. Yeah, I think I put it in a box upstairs, but yeah. I have um, a box probably maybe this size. Uh-huh. Just every number plate I've ever had. That's awesome. Yeah, my very first number plate I ever got, mm-hmm. and the number was 405. Yeah. And that's my cell phone number. No way. 405, 405. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of weird, like that 63 connection with right. standard. Oh, definitely. Like. <laughs> definitely. It, and 44 somewhat with uh with Reynolds right yep yep <laughs> um, so what made you think it was a great idea which it turned out being hold on to say number plates um like how, how did you I didn't think it was like a thing to collect like yeah. I was I guess maybe stoked on them yeah, yeah and um growing up they were just my entire wall was every single number plate I ever had yeah so that's yeah. kind of just how it happened but sometimes people do that, myself included, and then 
as they get older, they're like, well, I don't really need this stuff. Yeah. And you end up tossing things that yeah. 20 years later after that, you're like, oh, I think why I, did they do I, that? I think I get this kind of hoarding mm-hmm. stuff from my dad. He, oh, okay. Um, well, he's the guy who found the bikes at the police auction, yeah, right? So he's yep. got to have, he must have cars and <laughs> he, motorcycles. And, he's got like motors and 55 gallon barrels that like from the 60s. God. Yeah, he's got all kinds of crazy stuff in his barns. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. He's all, like, we, um, we've always joke about him. We're like, all right, yeah. dad, we're throwing this in the garbage. Right. Don't get it out. <laughs> right. Right. So wow. he's like that kind of guy, but yeah. he's like all over the board. I'm like, Hyper focused on BMX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which is awesome. Yeah. I, I, it is a BMX only shop, right? Yeah. Hundred percent. Any other yeah. type of bike? I got a couple twenty six inch tubes now. But BMXers. but no mountain bikes, no road nope. bikes, none of that. Nope. Which. Yeah. I've I, had a few I people pull idea. up. Like, it was kind of it's kind of funny because growing up in these other shops, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't have any BMX this. Yeah. Like, but like, I saw a dude pull up and started getting his tri bike off of his rack. And I like walk outside and I was like, hey man, I was like, are you want us to work on that or something? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're at the wrong shop. Yeah. You have to go to Carrytown Bikes. Like, right. be, and he's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, and he came in, he's like, oh, I used to ride BMX and no like this and that. And I was like, well, you need to get back into it. You know, we yeah, have very right. good, you know, Richmond BMX tracks three miles from here. Yeah. So um, I don't know if it, hopefully it got a bug yeah, into right, it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you would hope. But it always kind of feels good after all those years of, oh, we don't have this BMX thing in stock. Today. Yeah. No, nope, you go somewhere else this yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's cool. And I would imagine what you learned there, you could probably do some repairs if you had pretty much say like, cables. Yeah, you know, it would. I guess I mean the only things that I can't really do, but I I guess I'd probably pick it up pretty fast because mm-hmm. it's still bikes, right. just like rebuilding forks and hydraulic brakes, which I need to yeah. learn now because they're coming into race BMX racing. Right. So it'll come. Oh, I, I'm definitely I, I do not want to go down a pedal versus clips oh, uh, thing i don't at all i race five pedals but i, I will <laughs> yeah i do too i mean yeah. obviously <laughs> coming back into it it was a little foreign to me that everyone had them but um so i i don't have a side on the whole thing but i would i did want to ask you how you were you've been at a national since that announcement was made for uci for what is it 12 and under yeah 12 and under can't yeah can't use um, clips um, I'm I'm like 95% sure that ABA, well, USAB Max mm-hmm. is not going to do anything this year. Not um, this year, but do you think they will eventually? Because probably. so many because people they, have expressed that they're happy about it. Yeah. Like I've seen know, some crazy comments on the online about just parents are like, you know, my kid's not going to be safely connected to his bike now. Oh, and I'm like, man. what are you talking? And like, people are like, safely. I'm quitting the sport because my kid can't ride clipped in. Like, yeah, guess you were That's for the crazy. wrong reason. Or, yeah. Um, Especially for 12 and under. Yeah. Like at it's that so point, you should not be... I'm, I've always felt way more fun. comfortable racing flats. Yeah. Like, even yeah. through my, like, better years of racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I race clipped in, but, mm-hmm. like, I... And that's solely for going fast, but, mm-hmm. like, jumping, like, everything, I always felt more comfortable yeah. on flats. Yeah. So. And fortunately, you've mixed it up enough that it, it didn't... Uh, you knew how to do both. Yeah. You knew the yeah. feeling. We'll and leave we'll leave the flats versus clips there. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, all I was gonna all I wanted to ask is inventory wise, do you see that no. you actually now starting to sell more flat pedals now? I haven't um, noticed. I mean, yeah. if it happens. Um, if it happens, it's gonna suck for fly racing because they're 
um, you know, they're you know they're not going to make clip shoes anymore. Right. 70% of their shoe sales are for little kids. Oh. I mean, but then again, you know, I can start stocking more kids' vans. So, yeah. and, you know, sell, you know, nice flat pedals and nice clip pedals. So, like, yeah. either way, I think for my end, I think it'll right. kind of even out. Right. But, you know, it sucks for certain certain brands. Yeah. It's probably like anything, growing pains going through yep. that change, and then it'll settle in. But I like I've I hope that like because Fly has another giant shoe order coming, oh, okay. and I hope that like ABA doesn't like like okay we are changing it this year and the shoes or the shoes are coming on the boat already like oh. you know what I mean so when do you think you'll get them? Um, we're I mean yeah Fly's supposed to have them before Grands so like you know if. You want to if they're gonna you want like, to clear through that order quick. Yeah, it'll be crazy. So yeah. and then I wouldn't know what what I would do with all these you know yeah. one two three size shoes. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's a dilemma. Yeah, it does create a dilemma as as good as it is to hear that they want kids to learn the foundation of BMX yeah. on flats. There's definitely I, some things I, that are gonna. I be think tough. what should happen is you know 2019 any mm-hmm. kid that's five and under can't ride clips 2020 any kid that's six and under can't oh, ride clips you right, know right, right. because if they just cut it 13 and under right now mm-hmm. like there's kids that have been racing for six years on clip pedals you know so and then the, what are they gonna ride flats for one year and then yeah. you know right. it's gonna be crazy so i think they yeah. should have it you know a seven year implement of this role kind of deal but can't say that's gonna happen. Yeah, I was gonna say that the chance of that happening are yeah. probably is. But that way, you know, we can keep like our shoe sales, you know, mm-hmm. going with that, and Fly can keep their shoe orders like right. in line with that kind of thing. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, you always seem to find it or look for the opportunities. So maybe, maybe shoes is where you get back. And yeah. and I I would imagine you've got the potential if you don't already do you already sell vans yeah it is okay yeah we do we don't do a lot but yeah we keep we try to keep a size on here of pros yeah just (laughs) just, oh i'm not wearing them i just realized i'm wearing wearing (laughs) shoes but yeah pretty much what those are that's what i'm wearing that's pretty interesting but uh all right so we got the the riding history kind of down um shop history pretty much pretty much down except for uh you sell online and you sell at the races and you sell right right out of the shop yeah. Uh, yeah, we probably 35 weekends out of the year. Really? I'm at a race. And we're talking locals. Do you, yeah, do you I do locals, locals? Yeah, yeah wow. you definitely have to support your local tracks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I tried. I, it's hard. It's a lot harder now with the actual mm-hmm. store. Yeah. We got a pretty good crew with Donnie and Curtis. So, yeah, I'm able to be able to be gone almost every weekend at a local race. Right. What are their last names? Donnie. Curtis Cantwell. It is he, Cantwell. Yeah, he's the dude that wrote off oh, the I, roof. I know very well. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the craziest clip yeah. I think I've seen in a long, well, was, probably since the week before. It's crazy. Because yeah. there's always something crazy going on. But. I have a big banner of it hanging up over there. Oh, no way. Yeah, nice. And it's like a single shot yeah. that, that Dylan took. Oh, and and then um, Donnie, he used to do a video, like a mm-hmm. YouTube channel called Keep It Rolling. Oh, okay. Um, and he still kind of does it. We did uh-huh. a vi- big video premiere for it not too long ago for one of his videos. And, nice. Um, but yeah, I kind of I hired him on, and my goal is for him to just do mm-hmm. social media stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, that'll yeah. be his full time job for Powers Bike Shop. Right. You know, making videos, how to videos, like Instagram, like just he's like that dude for it. And yeah. But right now we're still trying yeah. to get 
people to work. It's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It's a generational thing. It's wild. It's so hard to get anyone to even apply for a job anymore. Yeah. And, I don't know. <laughs> it's a whole nother, whole nother tangent. I could go on. I'm sure you could too. But yeah. um, like I have so many problems trying to find you know, people to work for me at nationals or mm-hmm. like people to build wheel, like help me build wheels yeah. or like just anything. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Hey, that's, you know, the, the saying it's good to be busy, but it, I'm sure it's stressful too yeah. because you've got deadlines. you got to get stuff out, right? Yeah. I hate Christmas time. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I, as soon as Thanksgiving, as soon as I get back from grands, I'm like, I dread that week before Christmas yeah. because like the worst thing that I want to do is like, have little Johnny wake up and like me not have his order fulfilled. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then Christmas Eve, the mom's calling me freaking out about something. Like, yeah. you only see at the powers. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and like my mom growing up was like all about Christmas lights and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And then like now with the business, it's like stress, like other people, like Christmas. And I think I'm, I'm a big Grinch. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's good. <laughs> that whole month must be crazy. Yeah. Which is insane because you just would be getting back from the craziest event of the yeah. year yeah um, and then it turns right into the craziest month of the year wow and then it turns to so january and february we, we sit here and twiddle our thumbs clean up <laughs> reorganize yeah. right yeah usually then it's when I, we pull down old school bikes clean them kind of oh, yeah. um you know go through them so right so uh obviously you've been listening to the podcast for a while yeah what what made you reach out to me that what is it about this podcast that kind of uh, I got your attention, your interests. Yeah, I think you know. because it's, you have like taken like maybe it's just because you've like interviewed all the dudes that I grew up riding with and liking and seeing them back in videos and magazines and like yeah. um, it's just kind of I mean I guess I'm kind of on the younger spectrum of that. Sure. But like it's all the dudes that I like. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. With. Yeah. Hey, you can come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was wondering if I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like sitting there trying to see what I could see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's not OSHA approved. Okay. It's not OSHA approved. <laughs> right. I'm not OSHA approved. <laughs> That's right. Put a mattress at the bottom of that ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um we'll hear him stepping around. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So yeah, we were talking about uh what brought you to want to get involved in, in yeah. my podcast, which I had been I had been uh asking for some help with the podcast and yeah i was really psyched when you contacted me and said you know what? i like what you're doing uh you know what do we need to do and i don't think either of us knew what to do because yeah. i didn't know i didn't know it was what like I a needed. two hour two hour phone conversation that turned into yeah. what are we both doing yeah right. <laughs> i mean so for me uh and i've said this on the show a number of times uh, my interviews are all face to face just like you and i right now and there's people in the midwest that i'd love to interview would rather not drive there because <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So I got plenty of skin in the game with this anyway, but to travel you know, also is, it becomes really expensive. And could I do it? Yeah. Would I use up all of my, my wife on his money? <laughs> yes. But uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, and it's sponsorship just, at any level is appreciated. Yeah, in, it's just another part of, you know, me growing up in the BMX scene and seeing I guess, you know, companies come and go, people mm-hmm. come and go, and, you know, it's just my way, another way for me giving back, I guess. Yeah. You know, for what has brought me here to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm stoked that I'm able to be able to give yeah. back. Like, right. I'm so stoked that I'm able to have a place here that 
yeah. you know, the landlords are nice enough to let us have ramps, and like mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be able to like even pay rent here to yeah. like have people here every day riding, right? And being able right. to give a place for people to ride, nice. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great I, feeling. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And and I know yeah. a lot of other bike shop owners, not saying names, but like right. that just you know are take 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 take, and then they build their 18 car garage and they're driving a skyline and. I have picked up on enough in the four or five years I've been back that I, I have definitely seen that too. And uh, you don't see as much of what you do, you know, yeah. which, which is giving back and what's, to, and in so I many try, ways. I don't know. It's weird because, like, I want to have, like, a weird, like, a recognition for this, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't at all. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> like when Crandall every time he's like, "Yeah, Chad," then I'm like, "Oh God!" Like, oh right, right, like, right, no, right, like, right. This is weird. Like, I hate yeah. It. Well, I, I think you doing. <laughs> I think you doing the uh, the intros. The couple times we've done that, I I like it. It shows that you're involved. You're interested. Yeah, it's, and it's so weird for me. And though. you can't. It's not the same thing every week. It's yeah. because every week is different. Yeah. Because do I need to do one for me? Is that weird? What's that? Uh, yeah. Should I record one for myself? Maybe I'll do talking on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, why not? You can do yeah. And here you go. Enjoy the interview with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's. I think it's cool. It's you're in, invested in the podcast. You know, and we're not necessarily talking about money. It's you're just you're invested I in it. Listen to it. Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's enough investment for anybody. Like to give one or two hours out of the day to just listen to a podcast like that's and hope you get something out of it yeah that's, that's crazy that's a huge investment for a lot of people nowadays yeah to take two hours out of their day just to listen to right it. Yeah. And, and it's it's definitely caught on because when i started it was only three or four maybe and now there's at least double that yeah for podcast that's um, crazy and you got like 45 4900 people listening to the garrett burns one ah uh, no he's over five thousand. Yeah. um I would that's say that's a lot of hours of people listening. Yeah, this is the let's see, big boy this morning from the Scotty Kramer crew. He was oh man, I'm losing I'm losing track. The f- guy from Vermont. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just forgot his name. I'll think of it in a second. Yeah, he was episode fifty three, and then um, Keith Mulligan was fifty four. Big boy would be fifty five, and then you're fifty six. So it's crazy to. Th- to think that I've done that many of them <laughs> consecutively too. Yeah, um, but I mean that's that's another reason I wanted to get involved because of how many people mm-hmm. you know you're touching yeah. by all these two hour you know one hour interviews. Yeah, they're, they're usually over two. Yeah. Every, almost everyone is between two and between, safe to say between two and four hours. Yeah. Of those fifty some odd, say fifty six with you. Half of them have over two thousand listens. That's usually the the standard. It, it's between two and say fifty five hundred, two thousand fifty five hundred, yeah. for half of the ones I've out of the half, you know half I've done. And some aren't expected to get as many as many listens, and 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 that's all good. Like it's, I'd rather. It's not really about listens in one way for me because I would rather someone get something out of it, even if it's. It, I know it's cliche, but if if you change one person's life, then yeah. it feels really good that you. It's kind of like the same thing. It goes back to like, hey, like you know, did you make sure that you know vacant circuit didn't have that? And yes. Then, you know that might change that kid. That kid, you know. Exactly. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So pe- people have been digging it, and they're 
yeah I, in the BMX world it's a lot of people it's touching a lot of people if it was motocross it would be you may as well stop doing it like uh, it, yeah. it's not enough but it's it's two totally different yeah types of, a lot of people always like compare BMX and motocross when they're trying to like be like oh like why isn't the USA BMX getting sponsors like you know right. like motocross is and like there's like 188 frame manufacturers 188 yeah and then in the world right yeah okay. and then there's like that are marketing BMX bikes yeah okay. and then there's like five people that make motorcycles yes Exactly. There's that that yeah. Q5, the Husky, <laughs> the Suzuki, the KTM, yeah. and, and Honda, the motorcycle Suzuki, world's so much bigger. And there's only five people that are making core motorcycles. Yeah. Compared to the small world of BMX, where there's 200 people making BMX bikes, like with far less market. Uh, it's exactly, far, yeah. smaller uh, demo, or, market. Or, yeah. yeah, market. Way smaller market to it. It's insane. Yeah. And on top of that, it's a far more diverse market because of all the different ways you can yeah. split BMX up. Yeah. I've got a clip. <laughs> I don't think Gronchuk knows that I did this, but he stayed at my house a couple weeks ago, and uh, I didn't tell him. He's going to find out, I guess, now when he listens to this. Um, him and I were talking, and my wife was right there, and I kind of slid the phone in yeah. there. <laughs> and he, I should, I saved it because I, I knew he would say something valuable because every time you talk to him, he's like, the guy's hilarious. Yeah. And I've he, only had a few passing talks with him at the wheel mill, mm, but never actually like... He's the nicest guy yeah. in the world. The best part I is... I talked to him a good bit on, on Instagram. Okay, yeah. good. And he, the big thing with him is he doesn't feel BMX owes him anything, and he doesn't owe BMX anything. Yeah. You know, besides what he does, he does get people stoked on BMX still by bringing back an old photo of him, or just riding, like yeah. having him show up to ride. Yeah, he's supposed to be sending me a bunch of magazines and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. He, that's, that's one thing I know for sure, is he, he doesn't collect anything. Yeah. Like, he, he, he has a modest little house with his wife and two kids. He doesn't want to stockpile stuff. He... He's, he'll sell something and give the money to, to someone that's maybe doing yeah. a GoFundMe or, or whatever. That's um, so he's a real he's a real giver. But a crazy thing about that, like mm-hmm. I posted a picture of Tim Barry. I don't yeah. know if you know the old hardcore band from Richmond, Avail. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. But they're like I feel like they've blown up mm-hmm. since they've broken up, but or stopped playing. Right. Right. Um, but all the dudes from Avail, there's like a cool hardcore, like old hardcore scene mm-hmm. in Richmond yeah. that all race BMX. Really? Yeah. Okay. And um, so like Bobo who was in Avail and Tim yeah. Barry who now plays just Tim Barry. Okay. Um, but Tim Barry came in bought a bike yeah. um, for his daughter uh-huh. and I posted a picture of him and yeah. then a guy from New Jersey hit me up and was like oh my god like Tim Barry blah and like we got started talking about it and then yeah. we got on the Garrett Burns subject and he had an SFA that Garrett Burns owned at really? one point oh, and wow. um so he sent the frame to me uh-huh. and was like you do whatever with it um but give tim barry's daughter credit like some sort of store credit mm-hmm. um and he was just like just because of how much bmx and music like, sure has changed his life now he's hoping to like he gave me something for the museum yeah, yeah. for me to like help tim barry out yeah which that, is like like i was awesome. like oh my god like that's, and that's I, really I feel cool. so terrible because I forget his name right now, but it's saved in my on my Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. Like, I'm yeah. stoked for that dude and oh, how he was able to get a frame hand me down. Now, right, it's just going like right. that BMX like love is just like passing through people. Oh, it's awesome. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. 
Uh, what I was getting at before Sorry. with no, 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 pro- <laughs> no problem at all. So basically, we we were talking, uh, Groundcheck and I were talking about uh, BMX and splitting up the pie when the pie is so small and you can only cut it so many ways and it, it's like BMXers are, are the craziest people they all start their own a lot of people start their own businesses and there's not enough the market's not yeah. big enough this is part of the conversation there's no money in bikes so well that's because every bike every bike rider is so freaking lazy that what they do is they all start their own company because they don't want to go and, and get a, a, a real job. So right. like every every one of them has their own bike company, their own t-shirt company, their own artwork company, their own components company, mm-hmm. their own trinket this, trinket that, you know. So they all have them and they haven't realized that they all just screwed themselves. Right. You know? Like, they're all doing the same thing. Yeah, I would rather have like over here a big piece of apple pie than right. a sliver of pumpkin. Right. I miss it. Yeah, like, I'll just go over here. Like you guys can have your, the tiny piece of the pumpkin pie. You can all split it up into four thousand different right, right. pieces. You know, right. I'm gonna take half of this pie here <laughs> and get a scoop of ice cream. So, like, but they all they all have their own companies. So there's too many companies yeah. that actually make enough money to support right. anything so it's i hate saying it just because of you know being america free mm-hmm. or entrepreneur or whatever right but if like 80 percent of the bmx brands would go away mm-hmm. bmx would explode mm-hmm. i think like just because that like little bit of 20 percent of those companies that would be left would actually make money yeah and do well and be able yeah. to give back more and right. like you know, right. do more cool things. Yeah, and that was his point. It's just beyond <laughs> saturation for such a small sport. It yeah. doesn't. It, it's unfortunate. It's it's that way. But uh, uh, you guys have been dealing with it for in in great and it's, and it's so crazy because yeah. it's like you can order 150 different integrated headsets. <sighs> what's the What's the difference between any of those? Yeah, the yeah. etching on the cap. Yeah, that's it. I I was surprised that when Greg Hill decided to to bail you know stop GHP that that didn't people didn't really start thinking a little more or maybe they did maybe people stopped like for instance uh, Chris from Pennsylvania CCH guy yeah yeah CCH (laughs) that one was a little weird to me and it was like uh, nothing against the guy it's just it's another company and I'm sure he's not making his own bikes it's like oh. directly trying <laughs> yeah. to take away from the couple frames that you know, it's an, yeah. uh, you know it's an underestimate <laughs> it's just trying to make a point you know it's hard enough for Greg Hill who is a forever name in BMX yeah. and then you've got Chris um, with starting up and he's saying he's upset that GHP stopped and it's like I think you're, you're missing the point yeah, yeah like it's because you keep getting these these guys that are just having frames. I don't frames. want to go on about no, no, cruising, I, cruising Chris Hoffman, but uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm not again. It, it, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't sell any of his of his products. So. No, no. So it's uh, yeah, it it breaks my heart because someone like Craig Hill should be yeah the one selling frames, and it's not to slight Chris. 
it's just let's let the people that he just are invested in it real, being a realtor. Yeah. I think that's what he does, right? Yeah, I, I didn't even know that's what he did. I think that's what. But yeah, it, and he's just an example. There's yeah. lots of people that yeah. There's a hundred other brands. frame companies that Sal builds the exact same frame, basically. Yes, you that's know. that's really what I'm getting at. Yeah. And you're really talking mostly aluminum, right? Yeah, yeah. Sal, I think Sal only builds aluminum frames. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, he built pretty much any American-made aluminum frame comes mm-hmm. from Sal. So the only one doing well in this whole thing. Is Sal. Sal. Yeah. Sal is right. living large, man. He, so he's, he started he's like, out sure, with start making, a company. I'll build it. making SEs in the 70s, and now he's making every BMX oh brand. My like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then SE obviously has yep. moved to China. With It's China, right? That, that does yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it's it's crazy. But. I have uh, Greg Hill's custom-built Redline frame right behind you. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's that crazy GT oh, UV3, yeah. that Redline right beside him is his. Uh-huh is Greg Hill's which wow. was when Greg Hill quit Redline yeah it was given to Billy Griggs and Billy Griggs won his first A pro or double A pro race on that frame yeah and now yeah. it's there in the office oh my gosh and then that's Steve Veltman's next no way when he raced for next yeah oh my gosh yeah cause he <laughs> he went into the early 2000s right yeah. Steve Veltman yeah okay. he raced for Magna and next and wow. like some weird yeah but that's just a, it's just a casting frame with next stickers <laughs> Again, yeah, another frame company yep. making for, yeah. I just hopefully that'll uh, sort out. But Ground Check doesn't care. He'd be like, <laughs> bring it on, bring on anyone that wants to or wants to <laughs> argue me. I'll, oh, I'll be happy. It's to do so it. crazy being like owning Powers Bike Shop and like and then my personal thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and stuff and like what I can and can't say. Oh sure, I yeah. totally understand, and you know. If and I'm just think, like, and I like so many times I'm on Facebook and I see something, I'll type something out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and then I'm like, I can't say that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel that I'm pretty, pretty opinionated for a bike shop owner, mm-hmm. for being a bike shop owner. Right. But I, I feel like I hold myself back a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I'm Be- pretty, I'm pretty active on all the Facebook groups mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. So. I like that you kind of laugh it off. You yeah. just like, you know, you don't get sucked into it <laughs> no, you I just kind of laugh it off yeah. when you were building wheels at that one that I caught the live one there was there was stuff you know being shit thrown in there at you and and, and I'm just watching it and you're just laughing yeah. you're just making wheels laugh ah yeah I see that comment because you look over it and see the comments keep building look over see the comments I mean that's like and the point of, point of living is to have fun and if yeah, you right. can't have fun why are you doing something and, and none of them were like harsh they were no. just like a little bit of yeah. poking a little <laughs> poking with Pat Parker like oh I love I love Dribble with that partner. Oh gosh, yeah. And I don't yeah. know I don't know if we actually hate each other or we don't <laughs> hate each other, but like I doubt it. I really doubt it. Um, I bought a bunch of bikes from him at one oh, point did too. You? Like, okay. And like he raced for me on the factory team, mm-hmm. and um, he'll talk all kinds of trash, and I'll talk all kinds of trash, and it's always great because if somebody else sees it on the internet, like yeah, yeah. they're just like, dude, those hate those dudes hate each other, but yeah. like. When we see each other at races, we'll make fun of each other, but it's not like yeah. a... I, I think he's just... A, he's Pat Parker. You know, good, he's Pat Parker, the ball <laughs> yeah. buster. Yeah. Yeah. He does things positive in his own way or has over the years. Yeah. I don't know where he's at right now, whether he's riding at all or not. Um, I know the trails I ride at during my lunch uh, when I'm in uh, when, I, when I'm at work during the week in New York. He's the one that actually told me where they were. Yeah. So, uh, because we... Oh, did you hear that? What's that? Pat Parker's... 
freaking pen dropper on the trails. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. He knew he was talking to he knew he was talking to someone that wasn't going to blow it up, that's for sure. So, cuz that I I am super sensitive to I I understand it. I get it. Yeah. Cuz we don't want trails getting torn down, but but anyway, he told me where they were and just told me a little bit about the history of them uh, because when I first got back into it, I had to build a bike and I Saw them online. Uh, it's selling. I, don't know, I think I it was a used pair uh, set of profile cranks. Yeah. And, that, and I needed cranks, so I was like, "Oh, all right, I'll definitely take those." So uh, that's when I actually met him face to face. But uh, but anyway, so you've been successful. That's what that's what that's we really need to word. focus on. Yeah. <laughs> successful is a strong word. It, it's true. I uh, you, I'm able to give some friends a job. You know I feed my dog when I remember mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah, I'm, I have fun every day. Yeah? Yeah. That's success in my book because yeah. success, as you know, doesn't have to do with money necessarily. Yeah. I wish I could work and live fully on the barter system. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and you've got, yeah, you get your hands in that. Like, yeah. I mean, the frame I brought that go yeah. with those hubs, yeah. that was that was a barter. All my tattoos have been bartered. Really? Yeah. Nice. I've only been tattooed by BMXers. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, I think they're setting up for. Oh, okay. Yeah, we definitely yeah, yeah. have to catch that. Yeah, I've got but, my. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen my whole torso. Whoa! No, I did not. Yeah. Look at that. Is that a bear? Bear, bear, find a shark. Oh, whoa! There's the shark. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crow! How long did that take? <laughs> like thirty hours. Thirty hours. By local. Broken up, but, yeah, yeah. By a local shop here called True Tattoos. Really. The owner is a BMXer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. So when you're a rich man, go to True Tattoos. Yeah, right. You're welcome, Scott. We have to fit him in between freckles on me, yeah. so it's pretty hard to get it right. I don't have a blank canvas. I've got like a spotted canvas yeah. to work with. I just with. got uh, my big eye on the mic tattoo. Oh, you did? Ago. Yeah, he did. Where, he, uh, where did you guys overlap? Uh, here in Richmond. He did, uh, really? He designed that head tube sticker for the Tiki ATF. Oh, okay. And then I looked, he tattooed it on me. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So. I follow him, and I, I'm just intrigued by how this guy gets around. Like, yeah, he, it's awesome. He's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Cal- or, uh, Hawaii and all the way through the mm-hmm. States. Um, but yeah, I'm a big, big S&M fan. I got a bunch of brand new S&Ms mm-hmm. under there that are never, never been out of the new box. Brand new in the yeah. box. Like, there's a Rasta ATF, um, a Hucker. Wow. There's the Fit Van Holman. Um, yeah. USA Speedwagon. Wow. Um, what else? There's a bunch of stuff just in here. Why don't we do, uh, so we don't miss that higher craziness, okay. uh, why don't we do like a quick little, we're at an hour now, so why don't we do Okay, a qu- she said that, well, Jess just said that they're about to start the high Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to go watch that? And then- yeah, let's go watch that. I'll I'll uh, do it in two sections, and when we get back, we'll uh, you can give me a little tour of the, we'll call it the Museum. Museum. Yeah, I mean, it is a museum, right? So uh, we'll be back in a minute, folks. All right, we're back. We just got uh, done with the high air contest, right? I mean, is that what we were calling that? Uh, Yeah. Besides just complete (laughs) insanity. It was wild. With the band playing, who it sounds like thunder outside coming through the walls (laughs) right now. But uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it ruled. Oh, my God. Way better than I expected. It pictured. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah. And that's comparing it to last year when you had Cody Diggs yeah. and was it Dan Foley also? Dan Foley, yeah, we're here. Yeah. So, but, so Cody wasn't here and, and uh But Maddie Kramer but Maddie came and bird and posted. Yeah. 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 That must have been a really yeah. cool one to, to be a part of. 
Um, so anyway, that, that was worth taking the break for. Yeah. I'm sure everyone can check any, you all would. I streamed a live video on our oh, Instagram. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. So everyone's already seen it by the time yeah. I release this <laughs> podcast, but that was, uh, that was fun. So that was the last event of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, I don't know if we actually ever made a plan. Yeah. Like, right. Right. This is, yeah, this was kind of the last idea for the day. The last hundred dollars we gave away. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, that was awesome that you did that. You did five, uh, $100 mm-hmm. gift certificates, right? Yeah. Only good for a profile and FBM stuff. Oh, nice, because yeah. uh, Matt Copeland's here with FBM Profile, and yep. Crandall's here with FBM. Crandall's here with FBM. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's and, even better. And Jay from QBP, who sell, who there's Profile and FBM stuff. Oh, he's here, too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, sweet. Oh. Play. I don't know how you say his last name. I'm, does he live close? No, he lives in Minnesota. Oh, okay. So he, <laughs> he flew in just yeah. for this? Yeah. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. So. Uh, QVP. That's uh, not a... Oh, hey, James Lucas. Sorry. No, you're good. You know James Lucas. He just won a uh, best trick. Or... He did something. Huh? Yeah. Did you blow up your hand? Oh, uh, yeah. I got some splinters. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. It's, the first aid kit's in the bathroom. Yeah, they're like pretty far. First aid kit's in the bathroom. They're underneath my calluses. They went right underneath them. Right there? Yeah, to cut them. I'd wash your hands the best you can. And then, uh, I have a work yeah. one. Do you have like a button? One of the buttons pins? You know what I mean? Oh. When you're fancy. Oh, yeah. No, we won't. <laughs> I still need to find somebody that's shredding and uh, give them the rest of my. Uh, yeah, just pick somebody. Yeah. James won a gift card a little while ago. Oh, yeah. That somebody bought and donated, and then he only used like $50 on it, so nice. he's going to pass it on so to somebody cool. else. That's cool. Yeah. James Lucas has been a, a pre-Powers Bike Shop friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. We grew up in You're the same town. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well we moved to Manassas and then... For, yeah, moved here. Yeah. Here, yeah. Home to state. Yeah. That's awesome. We've probably had... Well, rode it. You were riding the Pink We the People first time I saw him. Probably, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. know he was the racer then anyway. <laughs> 415 <laughs> motor moped chain, Ooh, sprocket guard. Yep. Oh, man. It was awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Go, would, go pull those splinters out. Yeah. What's that? I, I was washing your hands lightly, and then that'll soften things yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. That should help. But or we can cut your hand off. So yeah, the event stuff. Yeah, we were talking about being the last event. Nah, probably not even close. Yeah. Because this. It's, yeah, the official events are over, but yeah. the jam's just going to keep going. Do you have lights out in the parking lot? Um, there's a light over there. Doesn't really light anything up there. Don't care. So probably start aiming cars at everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It won't be the first time. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. Uh, so you just took me on a tour of the museum, which yeah. is wild. So let's go through the basics. Oh, Approximately, how many completes do you have? I roughly guess in 260 bikes. Really? Like rideable bikes. So in addition, you like you were showing me the next to the Diamondback. Uh, what was that that you showed me? That was original. Uh, There's like the, the mongoose FS1. Yes. Yeah, it's like completely brand new. Yeah. Like it looks like it's never been ridden. Yeah. So anything that has all of its parts, whether the tires are rotted or not, that that's part of the two. Uh, yeah, we could like if you could get on it and pedal it around, it's. Oh. I would say it's a complete bike. Yeah. How many more does that add um, of like bikes that are that need work? I mean, I don't know, maybe 30, 30. 40. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So mostly, most of the time, once they get upstairs, they're pretty much rideable. Unless I'm like super busy and I don't have time to like yeah. finish them. Yeah. So the tires are just going flat, yeah. basically, and that's yeah. otherwise they're good. Yeah. Or dry rotted, but yeah. still good. 
How do there's you- um the Gary from the BMX museum. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he counts like every frame and bike and whatever. Like, but he says he has something like five hundred and some bikes. Wow, like, where is he at? In Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're just in his basement. But he's like, yeah. I mean, if I go through and count all my frames and bikes like he mm-hmm. does, I probably we probably have about the same. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been to this place? I haven't. We talk online every so often. But, yeah. And we've like talked about doing a West Coast BMX museum and an East Coast BMX mm-hmm. museum, but like, yeah, that's about as far as it's gone. What's the deal with? Uh, is it in Pittsburgh? There's a museum. Heaven. I haven't been there yet. I haven't either. Yeah. And I've but seen it's, pictures. Um, yeah, I've seen pictures, and I've heard that guy, I forget his name, is pretty kind of out there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah. I guess we all, yeah, any sure. BMXer is, but, right. but no, his collection and bikes are more like balloon tire bikes, pre-war bikes, and like, uh, um, but he has like a small collection of BMX stuff, he's fine, like getting into it now, yeah. I think the bicycle collecting has gotten a lot more popular. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think more people are like starting to like get we, into it. Yeah, I mean... It's um, and by the way, I think they have uh the Crew Jones bike there too. I believe it's a replica, yeah. Replica, yeah. right, right. Yep. Um, it's just like a '83 mongoose. Oh, okay. yeah. Kind of done up. Yeah. Uh, as much they as have you P- can. They do have Pee Wee Herman's bike from the movie. No which way. Is awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's the actual. That's the original. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's um, cool. and then there's a um, um, a place in Ohio. Uh-huh. That has, um, here's some pictures of it, maybe um, 40 or 50. Yeah. Like 70s yeah. BMX bikes. Oh, wow. Um, which is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, there you go. That's wild. Um, and it's just like a small town in Ohio. Um, I've never talked to the dude. He doesn't get online that often at all. And that's a um, real deal museum, though. He's got it set up. But yeah, I mean... But this is like, I mean, they're all pretty much like everything in here has been redone. Yeah. They all have like the same Moto Mags, which are pretty wild. Wow. To have that many Moto Mags here, but no kidding. Um, I really want to talk to this dude and meet him and everything. But yeah. His his collection is all all pre nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Which is cool. What is your oldest bike? Um, I have a Schwinn Stingray. Okay. Mid mid sixties. Mid sixties. Yeah. Um, I forgot they went that far back. Yeah. Um, and then my oldest actual, like what would be considered a BMX bike, would mm-hmm. be either the Dan Gurney, um, mm-hmm. or I have a Matthews from 1975. Oh wow! Um, and a couple Yamahas. The Yamahas I've heard of, but yeah. the others I haven't. Yeah, That's, Dan Gurney was a like a NAS, like a drag car builder, okay. kind of like the Ace Whole Shot guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dan Gurney was like a little bit more famous builder from right. the 70s, and his kid raced and he built some bikes and yeah. kind of deal. Wow. Yeah, they awesome. made maybe 250, 300. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I got you. So they're very few and far between. I was going to say that that many doesn't doesn't. doesn't uh, yeah. Pretty hard to find. It it may sound like a lot to some people, but they're scattered all over the place. Yeah. In and who knows how many went to scrapyard still? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but yeah, that pops up on Facebook for sale, and I was like, this is this was awesome. I did like five minutes of research, and I just said, told the dude I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and uh so yeah i mean i i'm really like i said i'm really into the 70s mm-hmm. bikes yeah. just because of the progression of how much they change from like a very copy of a motorcycle mm-hmm. to like pretty much what a bmx bike is today yeah it's awesome <laughs> I, I, I love those uh the bikes that you showed me that i think 
the Yamaha, and what was the one that had rear shocks in? That, oh, I have, I have two of those. Okay. Like, I got them, like, brother and sister bikes, but they're called Ideal Motocross. No way. I don't way. know what they're called. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, wow. they have front forks, suspension, gas tanks, like... Even the seat looks like it's a like seat from... Like a big old from, bread loaf seat. Yeah, yep. like from, like, a... Like a, I think it was a 75 that, or that or When I built that Dan Gurney, because um, mm-hmm. I got it just a frame and fork, but those are actual, like, mid-70s Suzuki yeah. motorcycle handlebars. Really? That I put on it, yeah. Because oh that's, what, that's what kids did after, like, looking through all the magazines I have, and, yeah. like... That's what they did. They would take their chopper right. bars off their Stingray and then yeah. get motorcycle bars and put on them. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, it. I saw enough of it, so I know what you're talking about, but I, I think a lot of people that listen to this probably don't. It, it never knew. Yeah. You know? Um, but that, that's wild. <laughs> so, do you have. So, you love bikes from the 70s. Um, yeah. Could you pick a bike from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s? Yeah, probably. That you have a favorite of? of yeah. Of each? Probably. And that's without even this is a, that. Yeah, this is the very first BMX Plus ever made. The first issue? First issue, Issue yeah. one? Issue one. Um, wow. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would get bikes and I would look through there and I mean, like those are motorcycle bars. Yeah. Like those are off of a Schwinn, like mm-hmm. Thrasher. Yeah, yeah. Um, those might be racing bars, but uh-huh. like... So kids just built bikes however they found parts to build them. Yeah. And that's what I'm about. Like, I'm not, like, one of those collectors that are like, oh, I have a 1999 S&M Next Generation Dirt Bike. Yeah. I need to find 1999 S&M Forks. I need yeah. to find a 1999 right. S&M Redneck Stem. Like, yeah. Like, me, my bike was never like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I would guarantee you to bet, you know, a million dollars that, you know, this kid right here didn't care if his... You know, racing frame matches racing forks and right. racing bars. So, now you were just happy to have a rolling bike. Exactly. At that That's wild. So it's the first issue of issue one, of November nineteen seventy-eight. That is amazing. Yeah. Into I, I mean. Um, In two, three, four through oh ten. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. A lot of people know to listen to this. I started in eighty-three, so it, it's amazing how how fast it progressed. Like you said. Yeah. Just be. Before I started, maybe even only four or five years before, there was probably nothing. Uh, uh, nothing. I'm sorry. In the northeast, upper northeast, where I live, uh, it. Uh, I must have been toward toward the front end of of, the, or I should say, toward the beginning, of when it really started to catch on. Kind of like mass-produced bikes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there yeah. was there was less. It was it was less of that for sure, but, um, <laughs> but I think the tracks rapidly, the amount of tracks rapidly grew. Yeah. Probably, probably between like um, from seventy nine yeah. to, to eighty three. Even I mean, that's, yeah, and then in eighty three there was, um, well, right here on the freaking cover of this, there's mm-hmm. five different racing leagues. Uh, yeah, I didn't know there was like. so many. <laughs> WWBNXA isn't even in there, and that's yeah. that's just another one that happened over. And then over we time. in Virginia, we had three leagues in the Virginia through the early eighties. There was that three. Yeah, there was like Tidewater Racing, like Central Virginia League. Wow. Yeah, huh. and then the NBL and the and the ABA. Like, really? wow. Yeah, and I'm sure that didn't last for long. No. Once, you know, the, once the uh, sanctions started to kind of eat them up. Yeah. The ones you know however they wanted it but that uh 
I, I kind of wish there was still that kind of competition with sanctions. I think so. Yeah, I wish there was. It's, I mean, not bad mouth entertainment. No, bad about USA not at all. But I wish there was. There's always good to have competition. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think so too. Whether it be in your business or in the business of mm-hmm. sanctioning bodies for for BMX or in my business, you got to have you got to have competition. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so wow, that was a lot of bikes. So <laughs> um, so the. Above all the bikes, you've got jerseys. How many jerseys yeah. do you oh, have? Oh man, I I couldn't even. Get and this those. doesn't even include like leathers, you, or do you have those too? Do I, you have yeah, full I have um like those Rubbermaid totes or mm-hmm. whatever uh, that you get at Lowe's. Like yeah, I probably I mean there's probably eight or nine of them up there. Yeah, and probably three of them are full of like tightly packed and folded jerseys. Yeah. Um, on top of all of those hanging up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's you know, and there's probably eight totes up there, and there's. Yeah, probably two of jerseys, and the rest are all, like, brand new parts that I've kept. Really? Yeah. Like, I have... That's insane. I need to get them all out one day, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I have one of every color limited edition profile hub they've ever done. Really? Yeah. That's like, The cotton candy, the opposite cotton candy. Right. Um, ones that Gus had profiled. I probably shouldn't say this, but ones that are, like, sample colors that they, he's just mm-hmm. sent me. Um, sure. They've never produced. Right. Like, um, right. Like the S and M ones, um, I have a pair of. Oh, I didn't know they made the S and M ones. I have a pair of Stealth S and M wrapped shield hubs. Yeah. That they made two of, and the other one's on Chris Moller's bike. Really? Yeah. You're kidding? That's yeah. got to be pretty exciting. So those are awesome. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, I got a piece of the hot dog ramp, like from the S and M 30th anniversary party. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> You know what's good is it's going to from what I from what I can see because I didn't know until I actually looked in here, um, and especially tonight going for a walk up there, it's in good hands. Like it, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm happy to see like the bike I brought you through uh, through Scott. Yeah, um, I'm happy to see that these things are going to a good place. Yeah, you know and a lot mean? of people like so many people now are flippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing against them. Like yeah, it's, it's cool. Right. Like. It's, um it's like Wes right. like Wes loves to hunt and find bikes mm-hmm. and he you know builds them then cleans them does everything rides them and then sells them right like that's what he does yeah I bought a ton of bikes from him sure um a lot of people have right he ships I, to Australia pretty often I know right um I mean, I love the hunt. I love finding bikes and mm-hmm. discovering everything and finding the stories about them. Yeah. Um, but once they're here, they're here. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, they're not going anywhere. I've had, like, some really hefty offers on, offers on mm-hmm. bikes. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I would much rather that, you know, Johnny's dad come in here with Johnny with, you know, talking about a new bike. And then, like, he's like, yeah. I used to have a 1984 Haro Master. And then I'll go upstairs and pull it down and like put the this? tires up. Yeah, right, just right. like this. And then, like, <laughs> see him riding around the parking lot just, like, stoked like and they totally forget about their kid like looking for a bike and like so like that like me watching somebody like reminisce and like see all those memories like fully flood through them when they're riding this bike is worth like it's priceless oh there's no price that can buy that again so i'm glad you're talking about that because i would imagine um the majority of people don't realize where your heart's at with this with this stuff because you know everybody's different about it. like you said nothing nothing wrong with what Wes is doing yeah but and Wes they, knows like Wes came in like this is the first time Wes has ever been here oh it is yeah and oh, um, wow. he's like oh my god I don't I never realized that you have so many of my bikes yeah he's like I want this one back I want this one back uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you do yeah like I got that that Brian Foster Blue Falcon that's hanging up right there yeah um, I got that from him really um, 
and uh no way yeah nice <laughs> and um i traded him something for it yeah which is uh, probably in australia what? Um, yeah right but yeah that's the first generation i think it's 97 Shred and Blue Falcon. And that's actually his complete? I mean, not Brian didn't own it, but that was... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, but it's the Blue Falcon, yeah. It's the same as what he wrote. He wrote, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Oh, so jerseys, are, you don't know how many, but there's some some ones in there that, that you think most people would really, really appreciate? Yeah. Um, I have... I mean, my two favorites are the first two factory jerseys that I ever got, and they're mm-hmm. like... Um, but my TNT and my free agent ones, but uh-huh. so those are the ones that would never leave me. Right, um, right. But I have Billy from Billy Griggs. I have the helmet and uniform really? and frame that was test road for the cover of the first issue of Snap. No way. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's that's really cool. Um, I have a lot of Billy Griggs stuff. Like he, yeah. I don't know if he was moving or what, but. Right. Right. Um, he he sent me a lot of cool stuff um so that stuff's really cool i have um a uniform from um her name now is christy hartlove but it was christy uh, i forget her maiden name Mm -hmm. but she wrote for factory hutch in the 80s and she gave me one of her factory uniforms um so and people might know mike hartlove a little bit more from pennsylvania he used to Mm -hmm. run a team racers edge gt racers edge um but yeah, so that was really cool. I have, yeah. um, I don't know if you can see it, but right over there, um, mm-hmm. Jeff Honeycutt from Florida. Um, there's a blue S&M jersey hanging up over there. You, when we walk out, you'll see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was, according to Jeff, was Neil Woods' first S&M jersey. Oh. And it didn't even have his name or logos or nothing on it, but mm-hmm. it has like the Volcom sticker, um, whatever other, just the stickers oh. on the shoulders. Oh, okay. And he said he got it from Neil Woods first rate, like with S and M. Wow. Like from whatever year that was. So, like, um, that right behind you is mm-hmm. Ariel Martin. I don't know if you know her. Um, uh, she's on the newer side of things, right? Yeah. She, um, I mean, she's raised I mean, her whole life, but, meeting. um, that's the Jersey and here is the frame that she qualified for the first Olympics on. Wow. Um, and then, I don't know if you do... I think, didn't she get hurt before she, the yeah, Olympics? she got hurt really bad in practice. Yeah. And, um, at the Olympics? At the Olympics, yeah. Oh my gosh, I knew she got hurt, but I didn't know it was it was yeah. actually at the race. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Matt Copeland again! Um, we like it when Matt yeah. Copeland comes in. You can do as much as you want, Matt. She like, and she found like the old Oakley mm-hmm. flyer, like postcard from it. Like, wow. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, um, d- can you make... Uh, I'm sorry. I just want to say bye. I'm so sorry. Oh, leaving... Joe. Are you going home? Yeah, I want to say bye to both you guys. Okay. I'm heading out with Vic to eat dinner and I need to break my bike down. Oh, okay. Where are you staying tonight? Uh, with the Leapers. Joe. Oh, yeah, okay. but you're like, glad we had to catch up this morning. Yeah, you're leaving at like four in the morning. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, yeah super thanks, early. Chad, thanks, thanks for everything. You... Stoked. Awesome. Seriously. No, you're awesome. That's going to go down in history. You think yeah, so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, more than That's last incredible. year. Incredible. Yeah. Just on... The smoke coming off of their band as high air was going on. Yeah. yeah. Great. yeah. I can't wait to see him. You guys, thank you so much. It wouldn't much. have been oh, as cool no as if you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cut it. Reverse all men rules. Take it easy. It's awesome. Me and Matt are into like a lot of the same music. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. So, which is cool. We always have like we send music back and forth and like mm-hmm. um, mostly he sends me more stuff than I send him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so shocked when I first after I did the podcast with him.
when I uh, went to pull up music from uh, from. Did you band. listen to Universal Men? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used it as the intro, uh, the intro and the outro for his podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay. And I was like, "That's Matt." Yeah. Singing. <laughs> I mean, singing, screaming. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I couldn't believe it. It's like, <laughs> isn't it crazy? Like, yeah. And that's not. It's not the first time you that has happened that someone yeah. is. I mean, if you look at the king, if you look quiet, at the Ginches, yeah, like you wouldn't expect Garrett to be like screaming like that. Like it's awesome. And he was good. Yeah. Like I, I actually. It's not really my style of music, but I really liked it. Like it was yeah. really good, and it fit perfect for what was going on outside. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. It was just or next to him, I should say, on, on, for the high air. On the, There's that on the one quarter. dude that kept getting so close to the edge, and I'm like, oh man. I think that uh, happened last year too, didn't it? With well, we didn't have anybody play. I mean, the guy yeah, there's a, like, a couple of dudes that got edge. real close. Yeah, Gosh, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. So, what we were talking about, jerseys and... Yeah, um, uh, yeah I guess, let I have, um, I have a, one, a Gary Ellis jersey um, out there. Um, mm-hmm. A jersey that John Paris won the East Coast National in in, like, 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my other favorites is um, right before Kyle Bennett passed. Right. Um, I was better, you know, friends with his stepfather, Keith. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I was like, hey, man, Kyle, you know, Kyle's always one of my favorite riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd be like, oh, I'd love to have something from Kyle, yeah. you know, to hang up here. And, um, like, three weeks later, this jersey showed up, you know, to Chad, you know, thank really? you so for the sport, you know, from Kyle. And it was one of his free agent jerseys. Oh, and then maybe a month after that, like, he passed away. And I was like, I was like, it was like, I'm getting chills, like, just yeah. talking about it. It was crazy. So that's one of my favorites for sure. Um, I can imagine. Man. I have a, a Steve Veltman Magna jersey and a Next jersey. Yeah, and then there's Steve Veltman's Next frame right behind you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's built yeah. by Caston. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What do you have that Trey Jones wants? Do <laughs> you want to touch it? He hasn't touched it yet. He hasn't touched he it hasn't yet. He hasn't touched it yet. Oh. Here, you can just. You can just read what the front of this one says. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, props. BMX Freestyle Video Magazine, Issue 1, Volume 1, and, March, April, 1994. And what is it? It's... Oh, it's, well, it's Billy Griggs. Well, I mean, like, it's, sure, but, it's uh, unopened. Oh, oh yeah, totally yeah. packaged. Totally Brand self- new, never opened. Totally selfing. Trey yeah. Jones, eat your heart out. Yeah, Trey, you're not going to find this in a thrift store, I don't believe. <laughs> you know, and I think that's the only place he shops, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a ton of other stuff that Trey wants, but I sent him a picture of this, and he, like, messaged me, like, five days. What do you want for it? What do you want for it? What do you want for it? I'm like, right. and the final was like, I'm sorry, I was just showing you. <laughs> well, Trey, I was actually trying to help you out because I was seeing if you had a Corey Nostalgia jersey. But, uh, no, um, I do have, I mean, kind of along the same lines as a DK mm-hmm. Dirt Circuit jersey that's oh, okay. brand new that jesse yeah. from dk sent me one in one of my orders oh okay it was just a thank you yeah which is cool so yeah he's like we only have one left so you get the second one. Oh, really yeah so now nice. there's um i have spencer cole do you know who spencer cole I is do. um yeah. is long time always raced for dk yeah but um i guess i don't know if stacy was allowed to or not i don't mm-hmm. know but i guess um dan what's the owner of dk dan sanacek dan oh dan danacek is Danacek. the Bill, there's Bill Danachek, which that's is, right. is that the dad? I think, because then you got his daughter Nikki, yeah, who so, is married to Jared Raflick. 
That's right. I yep. believe that's yep. how it all goes. Um, so Bill has God, one God, this is going to be the first time I've ever been able to contribute yeah, information yeah. <laughs> to, to a podcast <laughs> that might actually be accurate. Um, so Bill has one, mm-hmm. Stacy has one, and I now have one. But mm-hmm. they built three magnesium DK frames for Spencer. Oh, um, wow. So I've, okay. I have one of those. Wow. Um, and he still races down. Yeah, he right? does. Yeah. Um, what else is cool? You just That's, look around. Everything's cool. Yeah. Oh, what were we talking? Oh, go ahead. Oh, this is a an SM38 special that they made for Shimano. No way. For Interbike. Yeah, they made two of these. Wow. Um, real um, tree camo dipped and everything like. Yeah. Wh- uh, why Shimano? Um, uh, they released DXR on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they needed a frame to put yeah. their components yeah. on, and that's what they chose. Yeah, that's um, awesome. What else? The Ariel Martin Olympic frames, awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a Colony Manopause. Uh huh. Trainer. This was Keith's the menstrual cycle. Right. From like ninety six, ninety seven. Oh my god. So this gosh. is the S and M menstrual cycle, and then yeah. Uh, about a year and a half ago, uh-huh. since when he worked for a Colony, yeah. he made a manopause <laughs> that looked had the same pierced head tube like this. Uh, uh, you know, new age, ver- you know, new age yeah, version. Yeah. But right. they made thirty of them, uh-huh. and fifteen of them went overseas, and fifteen of them stayed in the states. And I got, wow. I think it's number eleven. Wes had one. I don't know if he still does. Wes had one too. Yeah. I got one for him. Yeah. Um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So tell me about the uh, we we were talking before we came back in the room. There was a part shelf. Uh, there was something that we were talking about, and now I can't remember. Oh, the uh, the General Lee. Yes. Yep. Super important. Yeah, the General Lee. Um, the that Duke's Hazard. Mm-hmm. You know. That's settled. So we can talk yeah, about yeah. It, right. That was wild. I'm pretty ago. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. That's like twenty years ago. Oh, geez, um, I didn't know it was yeah, that like long ago that they did that. Yeah. Um, that was when I was still in. I don't. Yeah, I don't I know, know if that was an, a lawsuit or just like a cease to right. do business or whatever it was. But they it's got to be weren't allowed to use all the generally the generally stuff yeah. as copy as they did right. on that frame. And then um, the lawsuit GT mm-hmm. Speed Series that would break in and it was like multi million dollar lawsuit I don't for know about that. What yeah. what, uh, what era was that? Ninety seven. That was ninety seven. Yep. I must have like a selective memory because I don't remember that happening. So, and that was on a race bike. Yeah. And they were losing dropouts off of that. Yeah. God, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary stuff. And we're talking uh, uh, rear dropouts, right? Yeah. Not not fork dropouts. Yeah. So, wow, that is. So uh, and then so they like it was like a massive recall. Yeah. So the, these frames are like, those frames are really hard to find. Yeah. Which is cool. So um, that one obviously didn't get ridden enough to compromise. Yeah. Or. The kid never went back to the shop to get a recall on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they didn't break off. But yeah. How many actually broke off that caused it? I, I mean, guess I can look on the internet real quick. Nah, don't even worry about yeah. it. I'm just, I was, I'm, I'm curious as to like. I mean, enough was, to where there was a recall. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't remember, not that I yeah. you know, remember everything anyway, but, um, you know, I, it just never. And then those frames right behind you, see that, mm-hmm. like, the one on the wall, basically. Yes. That was um, one of the prototypes shortly after that. Uh huh. And then the silver one, right here, is a prototype Speed Series two that oh, okay. I got from Billy Griggs. And then the wow. other two are prototype GT Fuelers. Okay. I'm which... sure they're like kind of dirt jumpy. Oh. Okay. Race frame. That's wild. Billy Billy likes to to uh, 
got things out there, huh? He like, well, he likes them in the right place. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, like, he told me that there was like tons of dudes asking him for a mm-hmm. lot because they found out that he had a lot of this old GT stuff yeah. from the year that he worked there. Right. So like, he just he tells me that all the time he gets blown up about it, but yeah. like, there's only me and one other guy, I guess, in Texas that mm-hmm. have gotten stuff from him. Yeah. Which is cool. That that is it's cool. Not, like I feel honored. Like yeah. Scotty was like, oh man, like he was like blown away too, as you can tell. Yeah. And um, he uh, was. Uh, Good. What is this for? That's a gift from me to you. What? Nice. Cran man. Are, are you wrapping up the tents? Uh, I'm not. Is it? Is everything? Um, Only because I've got a bike and a camera. It's, you're good for now. Yeah. Good. Okay. Everything's winding down. It's, yeah, the ramps are moved forward. Right? Oh, for real? Sick. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So, we're, we're, we're good. The bull, the bull corner's coming down. You're going to have to press pause on this. Yeah, no, 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 no problem. Maybe. You're podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's dead. The only one that puked was the corgi. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone's stoked, so. And I think we got one broken tailbone. Oof. Really? Yeah, some dude texts me a Bro- video of earlier. Y'all can have yeah. the tailbone. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that um, rules. Crandall's awesome sometimes. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's awesome to have something yeah. like that. FDM also made, a, I guess they only made like four or five of these mm-hmm. for their better better dealers. Oh, look at that. So like, I'm sure Vic got one and yeah. got one. Mm-hmm. Um, those are cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. I don't, I don't put my collection out there that often, mm-hmm. but I love sharing it in person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... This is great for people to know because if you want to visit the shop, yeah, just like you would the guy in the, in the on the west coast. Yep. Or, well, no, he it's all in his basement. It's not. Oh, like, his is all. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, I'm, I, know, I mean, he does like I know people can come there or whatever. But, but yeah, it's not like a. It's open. Mm-hmm. Like we're open, you know, seven days a week till six o'clock every night. So like, you can come any day you want and seven days a week till six. Yeah, we pay. I pay rent every day. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. We're we're gonna probably we're gonna be closed tomorrow. We're gonna be on the trails. Yeah, yeah. True, <laughs> true. Yeah, we, yeah. we've we've uh, we got to get you a fake ID so you can do the forty and over. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one no time thanks. you really want to be older. <laughs> nope. Oh man. Not yeah, for, I love good. like like I was I was just about to say like Scotty Kramer was like blown away. Yeah. And he's like, man, I, I was like, I'll have some stuff I want to send you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like okay. Oh, yeah. nice. So and then oh, he autographed cool. this. Um, he autographed that the ride in that fraction uh, magazine for me. Oh, the fraction, cool. yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. He was so ex- he was so excited about that. Yeah, and, and I know I think he got some good pictures out of it to, yeah. off of those those pages yeah. too. So that's cool. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it, like like that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm more stoked about. Like Scotty coming in and seeing his, you know, first ever print picture, or like you know Johnny's dad like riding that bike, like it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the UK Joe, the dude's rides for F- uh, FBM from the UK that was just here not too long ago. Uh huh. Um, yeah, he's like I had one one cover one like the only picture he ever had on a magazine was a cover of Ride UK, uh, and okay. I brought it out and he was like, oh my god, like so like and you knew exactly where it is yeah, was yeah. right. Well, there's that twenty three mags dot com. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I use that all the time. Sure. Um. So um. Yeah. I just I just Google you know Joe, um whatever is I forget his last name right now uh-huh. and then like Ride UK magazine. And, it right. pulls it up. So, yeah, yep. and that's kind of how I found. Scotty wasn't sure what issue his 
first cover was. Right. That's how I found that too. Right. So. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and then I just go right here and like, I'm probably I have a list on the BMX Museum here, uh-huh. um, but I'm definitely missing way less magazines than I already have. Yeah, I mean, you were out there uh, looking, you know, letting people know yeah. what what the gaps were that you were missing, mm-hmm. and hopefully that helped. Yeah, so I'm missing. I know, I'm good. missing a lot of um, the ABA magazine BMXer oh, from yeah, like yeah. 1982 to like 1995. Oh. Like I don't have any of those. Uh, but most of those were like newspapers. Yeah. So they got like at, at that time, I suppose they had ABA tracks all around the country, but there weren't as many on the East Coast, yeah. right? So yeah, probably a little harder My, um, to come by. Very the first issue of Ride I have I got from Matt Bischoff. Oh, okay. you know, Beard uh-huh. Matt Bischoff. Yeah. He works for NBA or NBO the DK right now. Uh-huh. Um, so the first issue I have of Ride it has this thing in it, and Matt Bischoff I don't know how old he was has yeah. it all filled out. Yeah. When he was a younger kid, really, three, yeah, that's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Um, that that those uh, those all sound like times where where it's like it's probably worth every bit of effort that you put in to get those things yeah. because now you have them for someone like Scotty. Yeah. Otherwise, who would have it if it wasn't you doing Trying your best to, to like you know procure and like stabilize isn't the right word, but just get everything. Yeah. In, in tight in a way in yeah. order and I actually um, walked through a new building on Thursday oh yeah um, and hopefully within the next year mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like my legit museum oh, set nice. up and that's my that's like my end goal yeah is to have like a walk through museum where mm-hmm. kids can like really see everything and be like you know, look at this 1975 Yamaha, and then, you know, in the next room or next whatever, however it's set up, you know, look at this, you know, 2009 standard mm-hmm. that, that Peanut won the Grands on, and then, yeah, like, right. you know, oh, my God, here's the 2018 bike that Nick Long got fourth in the Olympics on, like... Is that? Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> no way. Uh, you can't, there's a glare, but, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. the 64 right there. No way. And, like, I you know... No in my head, I like kind of want to have like a closet that you can like shuffle through all the jerseys and they're oh. in some sort of order, yeah, or like you yeah, know yeah. the you know Nick Long's bike with his jersey mm-hmm. there. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's like I have all these cool ideas that I want to do yeah. for this museum, right? And that's my ultimate end goal right. with my collection is to share it effectively, right? Yeah, more. I mean, it's shared right now on our mezzanine right here, but like. As you saw it's just crammed yeah. up there it's kind of dark right um but i want to have it you know proper uh-huh. lights and set up so like it would probably help you with uh making a, enough space in your shop too yeah well you know, i mean the, space. this like i want it all together like the building i looked at like i'm gonna put an offer in but it's mm-hmm. about ten thousand square foot of warehouse and uh-huh. then it has like a two-story office building Whoa. so in my head like the office building will be the museum, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna t- turn one, turn one of the bays in the warehouse into uh-huh. the shop. Right. And then I'll have the warehouse for like our overstock and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another third bay for our ramps. Oh, inside. okay. And so you fine. could still have jams. No matter right? no matter the weather, we wouldn't have to wait two hours for the ramps. Yeah, to stop. right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's my that's my end goal. Yeah. Is to be able to have like ramps, museum, shop, all under one roof, all mm-hmm. under one place. Yeah. Like so, it's just like a cool compound oh, for BMX crazy. where everybody can come and hang out, right. no matter the weather. Right, that is so, so awesome. Yeah, and people are gonna love that if it happens. I'm sure. So that's my goal, um, and I have a lot of cool, cool ideas. I just need to put them in motion. Right, <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. Now you have the you have the goods. You've got the history. Yeah. Just got to find a way to display it, right? Yeah. The space. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, again, I I had no idea this is what exactly what you're doing with it, and I think what the reason why you're doing it is is awesome. Yeah. You know, and again, like we were talking about, nothing against a guy like Wes. It's it actually gives you an opportunity to get your hands on something. Yeah, because Wes is great. Like I don't know how he finds a lot of this stuff, but yeah. if I ever need to find something for a customer mm-hmm. or you know something for a bike, I'm like, Yo, Wes, like, do you have this? And like, uh, three weeks later, he's like, Yep, yeah, here it is. Yeah, and I was it, like, Wow. He and I like, did the <laughs> same thing. He needed a seat, and I forget what the seat was. Damn. Yeah, I need a I, I need an Evil Knievel Hoffman seat for uh, the white yeah, Evil Knievel yeah, yeah. that I have and. Uh-huh. I'm like Wes, like I need this, and then he just happened to be at Spring Fling down in Florida, and oh, he walked okay. by and saw a brand new one sitting on somebody's thing for sale, and like he bought it and sent me a picture of it, and I was like, what? He's like, well, I know you needed this. He's like, I didn't even like, like he didn't ask like or barter with a dude mm-hmm. for a price. He bought it, and uh-huh. then like I gave him twenty dollars more than he paid for it for finding mm-hmm. it, and that was that. Like, yeah. He like he knew I wanted it, knew that there wasn't really a price yeah, on it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I needed to finish my my Hoffman. Yeah, and um, I know what it was. I had a Reynolds seat. I ended nice. up with a Reynolds seat, uh, which was plastic. Uh huh. And it said, uh, "They say Reynolds so are just R and R." I think it was R and R and R. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he was building up that Reynolds, mm-hmm. the CR forty four or whatever it was called, white one maybe I forget, um, but he needed that seat as maybe I don't know if it was the last piece he needed, but it. It made it complete. Yeah. You know? So anyway, we uh, we he put that toward something I really wanted, which was the very last bike that I rode before I retired for a while, and that was a, a spooky bike. Yeah. So uh, which was made by um, uh, Harrison. Um, yeah. Dave Harrison. Yeah. Spooky Dave. Spooky Dave. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the the prototype Angel of Death that I have sitting on the table out there? No, I didn't. And then, I didn't. Um, that was built by Spooky Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. I got that from um, that lot of bike parts that I bought from mm-hmm. Pat Parker. Oh, um, okay. He got it from somebody who got it from yeah. another somebody that I guess Crandall traded 240s. Really? Like, Crandall gave this dude a, this... It's either number one or number two FBM frame, and then dude gave Crandall two forties, like. <laughs> I mean, but you don't think about that stuff then, you no. know. Um, and no. then somehow Pat Parker had it. You wow. know, I bought it in that giant lot of. I bought a truck yeah. full of stuff from Pat. Like, did you? Um, yeah. He's a bike flipper. He does a lot of used stuff, but uh, sure. Yeah, I just went into his his house and I was like, "How much do you want for this room? Mm-hmm. How much do you want for this room?" Mm-hmm. And that's how I bought all the stuff from him. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like that that FBM is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. That one I just got from, um, Scott is yeah. a very early Angel of Death too. Oh right, um, right. And I guess he found it like sitting on the side of the road or something. Yeah, he said it was like a weird like yeah. happen chance thing, and he was. He just grabbed it as soon as he saw yeah. it. But, uh, but yeah, so that I mean, was, that's that and cool. and that's how I get most of my bikes. Yeah, like yeah, it's just you know, dude Scott like came here. He's been here mm-hmm. a couple times, and uh-huh. he just knows that I like bikes. And every yeah. time he sees something, he texts yeah. me. That's like somewhat BMX related. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I have friends that do HVAC. Mm-hmm. Friends that do like um, oh. like 
surveying. Yeah. Um, that's how I found that Matthews that I have upstairs. I don't know oh, if I showed it to you, but it's a rear suspension BMX bike from 1975. Yeah. Um, at in when that bike came out, it was the lightest yeah. production bike, oh which is crazy because it's like 35 pounds. Yeah. And right. um, but yeah, he was surveying some lady's land and saw a couple bikes in a pile and outdoors. Yeah, outside and. Oh um, gosh. He was like, oh, what are you doing with those bikes? And then the lady, I don't know what she said, but he gave her like 30 bucks for like these three bikes. And he right. wanted um, one of the, it was like a big Schwinn, mm-hmm. like road bike or whatever. Yeah, and he yeah. picked that thing up and sent me a picture of it. And he's like, I think this is a BMX bike. And he brought it by here. And like, I gave, like he wanted a hat or something. So I gave it to him. And um, then I like started looking. I'm like, holy crap, this is a Matthews. Right. And like did more research. And I'm like, holy crap, like this is a yeah. rad bike. And then. I had a pair of red mags that I put on it, and that's all I had to do, and it was done. That like, was it? Riding, yeah. Wow. Um, so, like, that that's cool. cool. Like, um, you have a buddy that does plumbing, and, yeah, he's all the time texting me pictures. Oh, because they're in basements yeah. all the time. Yeah, and That's where stuff is yeah. stuff. The last deal that I that I made with him, it was a pro performer world tour, like, the Power Series cranes. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a purple one right at the top of the stairs. It's really nice. Yeah. And, um... I was like, I was like, I, right. I was like, I'll give you up to five hundred dollars for it. Right. And he just turned to the lady and was like, I'll give you five hundred dollars for it. I'm right. like, Matt, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like, that's not how you do it. Like, right. Like, you started like a hundred dollars, but right. either way, it was still a killer deal. Yeah. And yeah. um, but like most of those like uh people that do that, they don't ever really like mm-hmm. want a finder's fee. They're just into right. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and like um, I forget. I feel so bad for the dude's name that we unloaded all that stuff from. He's oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. moving to Germany and can't take his stuff. Oh. And he's like, I can't think of a better person to give it to. Really? Yeah. And so he just drove it over and gave it to. Yeah. You. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing because he had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. In there. And he gave Wesley a t-shirt too, and like, yeah. um, gave like uh, Rave, Rave Chief a couple things. Like, oh cool. He gave a, he, like he just has he has to get rid of all of his stuff, so right. he's just giving it to everybody. Down there. to the toolbox. Yeah. You can give me his toolbox. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, good for him because yeah. he also identified with this being a good place for it to go. Yeah. Um, out of the blue, I, sh- I sent Sean Butler a message because mm-hmm. he was cool. Like, I was always into him riding and dirt, dirt jumping and stuff. And, oh, sure. Uh, so we chatted for a while just on Facebook. And um, then I was like, you know, everybody, I feel so weird asking people. Like, mm-hmm. Wes has no problem do it, doing it. Like, mm-hmm. Dave No Swap, you know. Yeah. He has no problem asking people. But I know he um, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But I just, you know, I was like, you know, hey, man, like, you know, I've always been a fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a huge S&M fan. And and I was like, I'll send you a call tag if you want to send me anything ever. Mm -hmm. Like, here's a call tag. It never expires. Right. And um, the other day he sent me an email. He's like, I was over at my mom's house. I got a box for you. I'm like, really? Whoa, okay. Um, Wow. And uh, I don't even know if Chris Moeller knows, like, how how deep my S&M collection is. Right, um, right. But he did send me a dirty autographed molar hat <laughs> the other day in <laughs> my order. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That orange one? Yeah. Oh it's pretty gross, gosh. but he autographed it. It's cool. It is cool. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, and if any, and two things that I'm looking for, one, to finish off my full... Well, I would need two, but to finish mm-hmm. off my full S&M bike collection uh-huh. would be... a platform dirt bike okay um which is from like 94 yeah um yeah nathan streamy what's up brian street 
Do you have a trans world there next to I do. It'll be easy to find my pictures in that. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it all happens, huh? Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. The Bri- Brian Streeby, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Brian. Uh, did you just do the um, yes. pump track? Yep. Deal? That was you? Yep. And actually, I ended up, I was uh, over, got over in a cruise, sent me a uh, message like, hey, you want to write up a little article? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it took like five hours of doing my uh, cell phone, so it's on BMX News. Oh, cool. Nice. And, you know, so I'm like, now I'm like all over. Yeah, right. I can right. write for <laughs> Yep. <laughs> no, it was a great deal, man. Yeah, it looked yeah, cool. You it showed cool. up. Yeah, the track was ridiculous. Usually, a pump track, you show up, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Dude, this thing is gnarly. Like, I heard. 180 to, like, triple 180 berms to, like, you yeah. know. It was <laughs> well, if you uh, slide all those boxes over there. Okay. Uh, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do that a little later. Yeah. So, they're in order. This top shelf. Mm-hmm. Is all the BMX pluses from number one through the end? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> the top shelf, there's like freestyle and a bunch of like smaller zines. Um, the middle shelf is starts with uh, ride BMX somewhat in the middle and comes one way, and then the other way is like the end of BMX plus. Dude, that's awesome. And then the bottom shelf is dig on one side and ride UK on the other. Um, Man, I need, I need to just move out here for a while. Yeah, right, right. Sweep um, the floor and reminisce. Like and then over, it, I'm, over, st- I'm over still in 1996. Leave me alone, Chad. All the bicycle motocross, oh, the BMX action, oh, wow. pull mags, BMX today, the super BMX, freestyler, freestyling. Yeah. Um, super BMX. Did I say that? Yeah. Those you are know, all complete. You know, I would like to do just about. Yeah. yeah. I would like to get all the. Uh, MBL BMX Todays and scan them and uh, put them online and I know the ABA would like well, we're trans- yeah. because they're trying to like yeah. control the mm-hmm. the history know, like, of BMX like, it's wild. exactly like last year I can't say anything bad right now I know <laughs> I know yeah, you can you can be uh, totally impartial with that this but uh, you know like oh the winning is bro remember last year about that time like totally like yeah wiped out twenty five years of or thirty years of real Samoga BMX yeah. Back yeah. when some of the, when they were struggling, yeah, because I know they took a huge loan out uh-huh. in like ninety one or ninety two just to keep or somewhere in there. It was yeah. real secretive. I've heard like three people say it. Like yeah. NBL was kicking butt for a lot of those years, uh-huh. and then they like, oh, well, we, we, we've always been really great. We've always been. <laughs> sorry. You're making him zip his lip. They're, we're we're in the middle of recording Uh-oh. a podcast, so oh, are you? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll post, yeah, yeah. We'll post that. Post that thing now. <laughs> we, we, Brian, <laughs> Brian's pretty, uh, pretty open. Sorry for hey, you know he, what? I'm he has gonna, an opinion uh, or two. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't use Nathan's. Usually the one that's spitting a uh, opinion. I, I just, I've started to a little bit. Yeah. Did did you see the final run there? Um, I there's not I there's did. there's not much to it because this uh, David Graff over here and mm-hmm. then this uh, French guy yeah right up the line he uh, he slips his pedals. Oh, you kidding? Yeah, that sucks. You posted these in you? I think I saw. No, these. I didn't. I didn't see this one. Oh yeah. no! Uh, so then like that sucks. Did he almost catch him though? Nope. Uh, you, you'll see on the split like he was gone. David man, Graff was gone. Oh, dude, look yeah. at look how fast. Like his oh transition my from there, God. wild. And then he's not even over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he caught back up. Watch, pretty yeah, good. But I mean, yeah, I'd say he caught up pretty good. But close. like that, yeah. tra- dude, that one guy was cool, like straight up, like. Yeah. Who was that guy? 
Is he a mountain biker? No, he's uh, from France. His okay. name is uh, Eddie Certe from France or whatever. Huh. It was great. They qualified like people from there's this dirt jump guy, jump, dirt jumper, street runner guy yeah. from uh, Ireland. There was like doing going quick. Wow, that's awesome. Really quick. Barry Nobles was on the Rail to Burn podcast and and uh, they did a great job. At, they they gave that event a lot of time uh, and they did a great job. Barry did a great job. Exp- you know, yep. just talking about the whole event. It was it was cool. So this, I got got a pretty good. This was really cool too. You show you you roll up in the current. BMX uh, World Championship and BMX is there yeah. for a pump track right yeah. you're like what well, well yeah that's her, awesome her and uh, uh, wasn't it wasn't it like three grand to the winner uh, six grand six yeah. to the winner six to the winner 2500 percent yeah oh my gosh that's amazing Dude, Mr. Streamy, this is before you yep absolutely yeah. is that the first one very first one wow oh man yeah dude that's that's awesome yeah all right, we I'm should, actually, we should well, wrap up. Yep, sorry. I, got, I, I got, apologize. No, no, no. But no, 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 no. Were, you, were you guys really I've doing? Some, yeah. I, just, I just thought I'd come in here. Yeah. And, uh, yep, I apologize. I really do. No, I should, no, I should, no, I should have came in here. <laughs> I have some. Uh, I have a camera and some valuables outside. Got it. One of the tents. So I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, I hope yeah. they're still there when yeah. I get when I, got I, was, I just texted them. I do to ask if they could bring in all my old FBMs that I have out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, not that I would think somebody here would steal them. No, but, uh, you never know. I'd like to think not, but you yeah. never know. You get a different, yeah. you know, all different people you may not even know yeah. that may have never been here before. So, yeah, anyway. there's so many people's first times here. Yeah, it feels awesome. Well, it's like Swamp Fest. You see, you see it, uh, you see the footage from it, and then you're like, I, I can't miss it. Yeah. I have to go this year. So I went this year. Same thing with this. Yeah, saw it last year, and I'm like, wow, this would be really cool to go to because it's. Yeah. Laid it's back, crazy. fun time. I shouldn't say laid back for me, not for yeah. not for them. Big from circuit was like complimenting like crazy. Yeah, and yeah. Like oh, yeah. so many people were like, "This is so organized," and I'm like, "Really? Like this feels so wild yeah. to me." But right, I right. mean, they're like, "There's porta potties and there's food. Like this is yeah. more than any other jam, any other jam ever." It's like, it's hard to do, uh, really anywhere, but it's it's hard to do in the Northeast. Um, it takes a lot of planning to to put on the jams that. That I do, let alone anyone else, and, and Vic, Vic does them at his shop. I've never been out there. I need to go. Yeah, it's he's got feel, a really cool shop. I feel bad now that he's been to one of my jams before I came to one of his. It's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. He's you guys are both doing it for the right reasons. And yeah, that's, and that's awesome. So he, but him and Kara, they really make an effort to make something happen. But you know, through the bike shop, and it's not their intention isn't to benefit the bike shop. It's like to we're having a jam. Sport. Like, yeah. Anyone and everyone come and I think and a hang lot out. of people have forgotten that if you better BMX in a hole, mm-hmm. like, you know, your business, like my business or, you know, Vic's shop or, sure. you know, Chippendale or whatever shop, mm-hmm. Tony and Mudslingers, like, yeah. if you better BMX in a hole, uh-huh. it's in the end, it's going to come back to you yes. and help you. Like, yeah. so you got to get out of that little bit of like selfishness, like yeah. that immediate selfishness to like look in the bigger picture. Sure. That, Everything's gonna come back around in full circle. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's probably a good place to end it on because I don't know, like, man. <laughs> that's, that was perfect. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, thank you awesome. for everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I appreciate. I'm stoked you. to be able to help out. Like I don't. Yeah, it's it's like, awesome. Not it's, to bad talk any other podcasts that I've ever listened to, but I feel like I just connect better with BMX in your blood than and, any other one. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And yeah. and there's it's 
it isn't to slight anyone else because everyone has their own style yeah. and and I'm glad there's so many different podcasts to listen to. I yeah. say more the merrier, you know. And it's kind of like um, like the same stuff that I like stock. Like I kind of don't really stock anything I wouldn't ride myself. Mm-hmm. And like I wouldn't. I mean, I don't say I wouldn't support, but I I will support something else over mm-hmm. this thing if I like that more. Of course, sure. You know, not because this thing's cool, but just because yeah. I like that thing. Right. You know? Right. Right. And I still listen because uh, it, Dale Holmes is great at it. We all just yeah. I, think, I haven't other. listened to Dale Holmes's at all. I need to. I've listened to Rayla Berm a lot, but I fast mm-hmm. forward through most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to I don't know twenty or thirty of yours so far. Um. <laughs> it's so crazy. I I just have so many so um, many hours of. I have well over a hundred hours of final cut, like edited. Yeah. Uh, there was the last I counted. It was like one hundred and fifteen or one hundred and twenty hours for the first year. That's wild. Some of them are two-parters, like Brian Foster and yeah. Garrett Burns. Brian's old. And Steve he's one Randall's. of my, he's one. Brian Foster's one of my favorite riders. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, it was awesome. Scotty was here last yeah. year. Matt Hoffman was here. Like that's, that's awesome. That's... Yeah, last year. Yeah, look at that brand new outsider. Here, here's the Spooky Bill. Nice. Oh, um, no way. Angel of Death. Yep. Right. I don't know where we were at, but um, we're you know what? We were, we were like talking this. about how you you connect with it, yeah. and I connect with you, and that's why I'm I'm here yeah. because of you and because of Steve, because yeah. you guys both do you both do great things. I appreciate what you're doing for yeah. the show. And, yeah, uh, I was gonna. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Kramer was here this year, Matt Hoffman was here next year, but right. I think if like if Brian Foster came in, I would be totally like giggly starstruck. And he may <laughs> because he will have gotten his doctorate by then. Yeah. And in his podcast, he talked about. You know, I gotta chill out a little bit until I graduate yeah. because he's in the physical part of it where he can't go to to school with a broken leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. so uh, yeah, he's, will, he's um, once he graduates, he's. Uh, if anybody's out there that's listening that has the very first SM video, feel my chest muscles. Your I'm a racer. Yeah. Or the platform dirt bike. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. ASAP. Absolutely, definitely yep. throw in anything, anything you're looking for, but. Uh, this has been awesome. I appreciate awesome. it. And uh, I'm glad we got this done yeah, on a day. I know. Just <laughs> During like, the jam. It's, and we didn't have to wake up early Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, you're not kidding. I'm whooped. But, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, and we'll, Joe. We'll talk more this weekend. You roll. No, you roll. You roll. <laughs> I'll fight you for it. <laughs> I appreciate it.